Coming up, the Utah Jazz continue to roll. Best team in the NBA with only five losses. Uh, the Mavericks struggle. And the Heat starting to get a little hot streak with uh, the return of Tyler Hero. Um, and then we check in with uh, a Sixers fan and a Warriors fan to see how they feel about the season so far, um, what they think of their team makeup, and uh, how they'll do moving forward. So, But first, Kevin Harlan. Taking one for the team here and protecting you. Oh my gosh! Look at the pain! Eddie with the triple. Oh, here comes the Birdman! Flapping his wings and soaring for a sweet flush. Uh, Xavier, did you um did you see last night? Um, uh, it was uh, in the Warriors game. There was a wide open three. Uh huh. Um, that was kind of swung around from like one corner um, to like the top right corner um, back across area. Yeah. And Steph was wide open and he shoots it. And like the ball is like literally mid way, like mid arc, mm -hmm. like not even close to the basket. And Juan Toscano Anderson turns around and just does like the windmill. Like he's waving someone home, like around third base uh, before it even lands. That shit was fucking. That's pretty in insane. It was just, so, it's just fun. It's just fun. It's just fun. Because he's going to make it. it I love I love that. Because you know he's going to make it. What do you mean, define make it? Like, Steph's going to... The crazier the shot, the higher probability Steph will make the shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, like... He missed Juan a wide open look that, last night, though. He whatever. did miss a wide open But Juan doing that, selling it before, makes it crazy. Yeah. So, of course, yeah. he has to make that. And then Bleacher Report um, posted on their Instagram and put... Um, Warriors teammate, like they just didn't even bother looking up who it was who did that. The yeah. fucking Warriors. How many points did he have? Discount on Anderson. Um, I don't know. He kind of did a lot of work on defense, from what I remember. Yeah, I think he he had a, a, a handful of points, but anyway. Welcome to town. Or this is not the town. Welcome to NBA breakfast. Whoa, apologize. whoa. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You just said like Welcome another woman's breakfast. name in bed. That. <laughs> How dare you? All right. Is that is that what it's when like? you come to this pod? You get the name right. Christina. <laughs> breakfast. Christina? Is that what you said? What's that from? What's that from? <laughs> Nobody tell him. DM me if you know the answer. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> um, that is Big X, and I am the magic man. We're going to go by only yo, nicknames yo. today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sexual icons in the podcasting universe. <laughs> I'm a sec Us? We're sex symbols. Yeah. There we are now. Who would you say big actually X. is a sex symbol? In the no, not me, Xavier. Universe? Just Big X, you know. Oh, just and not big you, X. just Magic Gold. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. Uh. Let's jump into it. Uh. Morning coffee. Oh, you already you have a sound. You're not supposed to say anything because it's gonna do a sound Shh. itself. And is brought to you by fake sponsor for this segment is, is Capri Suns. I used to know the slogan to Capri Sun. If you guys know, I don't know. I tried looking it up. I couldn't find it. There used to be a slogan. It's not Taste the Power of the Sun. That's Sunny D. Yeah. It was Capri Sun. I can't think it of it like, either. It was like Unleash Your Wild or some some ridiculous like that. Are you but sure they even had a slogan? It made you just want to grab a pouch and stab it with the, with the straw. 
But are you sure the they part. even had a slogan? I can't even think of. They them. had like something, you know. There was the the commercials with all the water and everything. Capri Sun. <laughs> okay, so our uh, our first topic, uh, which we thought was a pretty big story, is that the Utah Jazz are just rolling through the Western Conference mm. in a very stacked Western Conference. They only have five losses on the season so far. Um, they had a big win the other night against, uh, was it the Trailblazers? I'm totally blanking now, and I don't have it up in front of me. So I'm going to stall until I look it up. Um, what are some good Kelly Oubre had tactics? 17 points last night against the uh you were talking. Magic. You were looking for Juan Toscano Anderson, not Kelly Oubre. Damn, you're right. <laughs> you forgot. I'm just stalling, bro. Keep going. Like he had nine points. Ago. Oh, okay. All right, all right. I'm looking. Juan, um, he had you distracted nine points. Um. Anyway, they're doing. They're playing very well. Let's just call mm-hmm. it that. Um, Donovan Mitchell's kind of having an MVP type of season, but he's not really getting much love. Um. I wonder why that is. So I know that his stats is it because the Shaq off. thing is it is it the Shaq thing? But couldn't you argue that the Shaq thing would like, um, kind of like blow up his like, his um, candidacy okay. more? Like people because people would have more eyes on it and be watching it more and be like, what he's playing well. What the I mean, maybe we are watching it more now because of the Shaq thing. You know, he was doing the same thing he was doing before the Shaq thing. Maybe that was the oh the incident. other night it was the Bucks. By the way, so it's a, or no, the Celtics, the Celtics, the Celtics. Mm-hmm. So that was a pretty, that's pretty big win. Um, uh, no, no, I I would argue that that would sh- shine more attention to it because people would watch more closely, like how he's doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, let's look up the stats and let's let's see let's see exactly what is going on because I know. Look, so the obviously the MVP talk, and we're gonna get into Damn. that a little bit later with uh with our two guests today. Uh, or with with I think we just talked about it with Julio, but we talked about it a little bit with Bobby, um, Bobby uh, Joel Embiid and and Bobby Brackets. Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic, Jokic are um, are leading the MVP talks because they're centers mm-hmm. and they're doing just so much. Jokic is a beast, averaging twenty nine points that's a game because and Jokic is averaging almost a triple double. He was, but a couple nights ago that stat went down. It's only like nine assists now, um, which I say only uh, sarcastically. Um, and then Steph has been getting some talks lately as well because he uh, he's averaging 30 points a game. Um, had 57 points the other night against um, the Mavericks. But um, anyway, we're talking about Donovan Mitchell. Who's only um, averaging 24 points a game compared to Steph's 30. But he's leading the best team in the NBA. I feel like you have to get some credit he for that. He is doing that. Four rebounds, five assists. Um, not bad. His, his teammates are... His teammates really pull a lot of weight too, though. You know what I mean? That's what really makes the Jazz good. They have so many different. Yeah, your scorers. best friend Rudy Gobert is like playing some of the best basketball of his life. You have right no now. idea how much it pains me to have to talk about this team and acknowledge that he's <laughs> talented right now. Like, so do you guy. hate this team too because you hate Rudy? I mean, I never really liked the Jazz fan base. You know why? I just they're in Utah. I don't know. Just fuck, don't fuck with them. Every time you the Warriors, with, you don't fuck ta- with Utah. Every time the Warriors play them, it's just never a good time. You know. Although I do, I do like my man Donald Mitchell. You know, I'll say it once, I'll say it again. <laughs> yeah, Donnie, Donnie M. The Spider. What do you, th- what do you think's leading them to all this success this season against such a good, like Western Conference with the Lakers and the Clippers and the, and the Nuggets all playing defense. really good basketball? The Blazers even are still playing well without their second and third best player. It's defense. What's their defensive numbers that 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 just like kind of blow you out of the water so much? Okay, um, what's going? 
Do you, I need to stall again? Yeah, because I used to have this all. Where's my this is stalling for Xavier, brought to you by... Um, you got to call him Joseph Stalin. Brought to you by... Uh, um, the, uh, the Book of Basketball. Bill Simmons' Book of Basketball. You can learn everything you need to know about basketball from this book. You're welcome. Really? Sitting what do you, here on my, what, what do you get that book? Bookshelf. What do you get that book from? Um, I actually got it. Uh, oh, where do I buy it? Like, where did where do the listeners buy it? Yeah, where do you, you get it? Um, I got it as a gift from uh, my old roommate Jesse, and he actually stole it. <laughs> but uh, he stole it from. Uh, we had a production office that uh, for a show that we had to clean out, and that book was there. And uh, his boss let him take it, so he gave it to me. It's a good book. Nice. I don't read much, but I did. I you know, I, I'm not a big reader, but I don't read much. I like Bill Simmons, so I I checked it out. All right, so you got you got it up. Yeah. Or do you not, do you need me to? Stop okay, so they are the number one team in the NBA. I can talk about Moneyball the movie. No, that's what I was. Gonna, it wasn't really defense that I wanted to. I mean, they do they do play great <laughs> defense, but it was rebounding. They out rebound almost every single team that they play. Yeah. Um, against the Celtics, they out rebounded them 43 to 36. Um, yeah, they're the number one team in the NBA, averaging forty nine rebounds a game, which is yeah. a lot, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, that is a lot. I think it's a big part of it is also um, the role players that they have and how well they play. Like when you need Joe Ingles to have a big game, he has a twenty point big game. Like when you need Bogdanovich to hit like six threes, like mm-hmm. in a game, he's gonna hit those six threes. When you need when you need Jordan Clarkson Jordan Clarkson shows up every day. I I mean I would say he's a leading candidate for six man right now. Yeah. They uh they average about twelve defensive uh offensive rebounds. Which is not crazy. I like it. Good guy. Aren't uh, you supposed to be making the case for why they're good, not why they're mediocre? <clears throat> Let me get to this. All right. Five steals a game on average. Fourteen okay. turnovers. Which is pretty low. All right, they're the third in um, opposing points scored, which means that they play good defense. They don't let other people score on them. It's just my analysis, you know. Is there an end to this point? Because it sounds like you're literally just reading off stats. Like you're not even reading stats that favor why they're good. All right, I already told you it troubles me to talk about this team. You know, they're good. They play great defense. They're fast. They got a bunch of guys who can score. They're number yeah. one in the West, and I hate it. But they might put up a good fight against the Lakers. Which is going to be cool to see. So I would say the big difference between them and like the number one team in the East, the Sixers. So the Sixers are eleven and two at home, but they're only seven and six away. So they just they don't play, they don't play well anywhere but in Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, Utah is ten and two at home and ten and three away, so they can go in anybody's building and just put up points. Um, that is not the case for the rest of the field it's pretty split the other if you look down the rest except for the lakers who do really well on the road apparently um but that's just because they're the lakers all right so they've won five in a row nine like of their last guy, Jordan 10. Clarkson. yeah solid um great off the bench great off the bench um do you think they can hold it down though and do you think they can go into the playoffs as the number one seed in the west for, for sure they were a good team last year in the playoffs um i don't know the bubble's a little weird they got steamrolled by Denver, the Nuggets, right? yeah, yeah, in seven games. Remember, double it was a double overtime in Game Seven. Yeah, that was a tough one. Um, but the Nuggets were hot last year, so 
I don't know. I think I think so they're right now. I think they're a, be, uh, a better team than they were last year, and <laughs> yeah, and that's what you have to be in the West. It's super competitive. It's gonna be real tough. Um, yeah, I think they're gonna go far. Western Conference Finals. Um, probably have to go against the Lakers. I don't. I don't see like teams like the Warriors or the Kings or you know, Timberwolves. Any. Well, I mean, any other of those lower seeds beating them in like the late so first second. So, who round. do you think are the heavy hitters in the West? It's definitely like, who the, the teams who are, who you need to look at for a championship potentially this season. Jazz, Nuggets, Lakers, maybe the Clips, not the Suns. I don't think you think the Suns can can uh, can win a seven game series against the Utah Jazz. Absolutely not. But I'm asking. I just didn't. I didn't know if you had thought about it. No, no absolutely way, not. Yeah, they I, would I, get scraped. Spurs, um, Spurs. Could what about the Blazers with a full with a full? Um, healthy roster that's that's the that's x factor bad. right there right but we haven't seen it yet you know what i mean and who knows even at their full uh, potential i can beat this utah jazz team the only game they lost what was the last game they lost like two weeks let's ago. think of, let's think about how they match up with a full healthy roster so nurkic versus gobert gobert wins that battle damian lillard yeah. versus mike conley Damian Lillard wins that battle. Okay. Um, so we're split one and one. Um, if we really want to go to matchups, I'm not saying like this is the deciding factor, no, but no, if we want to okay. look at it this way. Donovan Mitchell versus CJ McCollum. Um, I think Donovan Mitchell has the edge of there. But CJ's such a good defender, it is gonna be a tough time. It's not gonna be as easy for Mitchell to get his averaging what is mm-hmm. twenty four points a game. Um Michael Porter versus uh Bogdanovich. Or Ingles. Either of those guys. I think Porter wins on that one. Really? So it's just like – Oh, not Porter. What the fuck? Why am I saying Porter? I don't think he wins those, yeah. Porter is not on that team. Anyway, uh, 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 Covington. Covington, sorry. Uh, nope. I would say Covington wins that, that battle. And it's just like it, you go up and down, and and, and I, I kind of – I think I trust the Blazers bench more mm-hmm. with um, with uh, um, uh, Gary Trent and Derek Jones Jr. and um, and those guys. I just I just think that they – and, and – those guys have been there before too, you know. Utah, yeah. I, not that is not necessarily the case, except for maybe Clarkson. They, they built a really good team with Dame. I think this is the team Dame needed like a couple years ago when he was like in the second round against the Warriors and the Clippers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. think they're, they're, he's gonna go just as far and get beat by the Utah Jazz or the Nuggets. You know, the Nuggets are super good. Honestly, I think Jokic is gonna win MVP. And they had one thing that's really being overlooked with them. So they're the seven seed right now, thirteen eleven. They had they've had the toughest schedule the first quarter of the season. So it's only going to get easier for them. So in theory, they're going to start stacking up some wins and start slowly moving up that that uh mm-hmm. that um those standings. I think the Jazz keep this up until they, I guess, until the All Star break, but also enough to get so secure like the number one spot. Because being a number one seed proved last year, like that's that's what it's all about in the West. You get the number yeah. one seed, you're gonna, you're gonna cruise Help the first two rounds, lot. yeah, and then and then you're gonna you know buckle down for the Western Conference Finals, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, you got anything more to say on the Jazz, or do you want to move on? No, Jazz are Jazz are tough. When are the next time they play the Lakers? I think that's a game to watch. I know we're not there yet, but um, let me see. Let me look at their schedule. And um, that rematch against Denver. Look, you know, I'm looking at it right now. They're going to play the Clippers uh, February 19th, and then they play the Lakers the 24th Oh, of that's next week. It's next Damn, week. Damn, that's coming up real soon. 
you know, and they don't play the uh Oh the Lakers on the twenty fourth, yeah. Oh you just said that, sorry. They don't play the Nuggets again till after the All Star break. Yeah. And they don't have that schedule up yet. Hmm. But they do have another interesting they have two interesting matchups the rest of this half of the season, two times against Philly. Um and then obviously they play Milwaukee tonight, mm-hmm. which we're recording this Friday the twelfth at three o'clock. So I think that's more of a test uh for Philly than it is for Utah. I feel like can really hang with a solid squad. You think Utah walks in there and, pardon my French, this is a phrase from the money, movie Moneyball, and his dick has already been there for five minutes? Their dick has already been there for five minutes? Yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. I have a Moneyball poster on my wall, so I'm just like not thinking of nothing but Moneyball. It's like right like right in my view. If and the, just thinking about nothing but Moneyball quotes. If the Sixers were in the West, they'd only be a fourth seed. <clears throat> just think about that. Two, they'd be the fourth seed. Two, the Jazz would be the number yeah. one seed. Wait. Really? Mm-hmm. Shit. Well, they have the same record as the Clippers, so maybe they'd be a three seed. But Yeah. That is an interesting piece of information, I will say. Um, by the way, do you like my new my new background? Yeah, it's a good background, bro. I like I that. Got, uh, I got my Steph jersey, signed jersey right here. Uh-huh. That's actually a signed jersey. You can't see it fully, but the, I can um, see it. There's a um a framed um newspaper from uh-huh. their first championship. It just stees off. Go up there. Yeah, that's the Contra Costa Times, and then uh, I got my bobbleheads over here. Ooh, all right. Oh, you want to see? I have a um I have a, a Zaza Pachulia bobblehead. Zaza, the dirtiest player. Look at that. Hey, I'm Zaza Pachulia. I won a national championship. I'm from uh, Serbia. No. I'm from I don't know some place in Europe. I got a funny name. Hey, shout out Zaza. He did. He did what he all had right. to do. We'll move on. You know, I feel like if he had to stay in America, he wouldn't have done all those dirty things. But he's like, I'm leaving. I'll do whatever I want. Come home with a ring. <laughs> Is he not here anymore? Well, I don't. I mean, does he play overseas now somewhere? I assume he probably went to his his country and like retired. What, why wouldn't you? I would do that too. I feel like he can still play. Hopefully, basketball. He plays in the Georgian. So he's from Georgia. Uh, not Georgia, United States, Georgia, the country. Um, he's playing currently in the Georgian Professional Basketball League. Really? How's he doing? Um, oh, he's an executive. Never mind. He doesn't play there. He's an executive. I was gonna say. You know, team. I was. Gonna, I was surprised to be honest. Yeah. His last season in the NBA was in 2019 with the Pistons, but he got mm-hmm. his rings and he's good. He is pretty old. He's 37. Damn, I didn't realize he was that old. Shout out all to my uh, 40 and up listeners. Like pretty your old. <laughs> Our number one fan, your grandma. Say hi. What's up, grandma? She only watches on YouTube, so. Oh, well, now she's watching. Um, and, and honestly, she probably can't hear this. Her hearing's not that great. I'm sorry, grandma, but you know it's true. <laughs> Damn, dude. Push um, All right, let's get into the short stack of topics. Derrick Rose was traded to the Knicks, ladies and gentlemen, back to the New York Knicks for Dennis Smith Jr., and a 2021 second-round pick. Me and Xavier love this trade for the Knicks. So say it's, what you want about the Knicks in the past. Like, you know, they're probably the laughing stock of sports. Maybe the Browns are a close second, but the Browns at least just went to the playoffs. Um, they're in the playoff hunt right now, and they could use a solid um, point guard slash shooting guard who can spread the floor for them. So this is a great move for them. Uh, Derek Rhodes seems like every year he gives us, like, a flash – of, like, the old Derrick Rose, you know, drop, like, a 50-point game or do something crazy, you know what I mean? And yeah. he hasn't done that yet this year. So the Knicks buying early and getting Derrick Rose just means he's going to pop off somewhere down the road, and they're going to look like geniuses because of it. 
he's still a really good, efficient player regardless of that, oh, though. I mean, for like... For sure, don't get me wrong. Yeah. The guy completely changed his game after the injury, and, like, he started shooting threes. He started fucking being a better passer. I'm totally blanking. But yeah. anyway, he's just started... He's just all-around better player. Super high IQ player. Mm-hmm. Um, knows how to move around the floor super well. And on, on the, honestly, he's going to benefit from having, like, a sick roster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, would you call the Knicks roster sick? I think so. I think it's a bunch of young guys who can fucking play good basketball, and yeah. they have been, you know, and they're going to play off each other, and you're going to get the legend that is Derrick Rose. It looks team, like right right inspiring. now, too, he... Yeah, 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 totally. And it looks like right now he's coming off the bench, so Reggie Bullock is technically the um, the starting shooting guard. So he's going to come um, in and be So that's the a good role. I mean, that's the role he's been playing. So it makes sense that he would go there and play that role again. He's going to come in and be the oldest player there where the average age is like 24, 25. Yeah. The next oldest player is Alex Burke. But everybody else is like 21, 22, quickly 21, you know. Obi Toppin is 22. You know, so yeah. they're all going to like they're all talented players and they're just going to follow the lead and they're already yeah. crushing it. Yeah, I mean and I really they like have the Knicks. They got Austin Rivers. They got R.J. Barrett's having a coming out season finally. Hey, has um, a, well, it's only a second season. Has so Derrick Rose played for Tom great. Thibodeau before? Yeah, that was his head coach back in Chicago when exactly. when they when they were number one seed. Exactly. Oh yeah. So you know this is Citrine control. Yeah. You yeah. know he's gonna he's gonna drop some old plays back in the Chicago days. You know Derrick's gonna go off, drop sixty, bet on it. Drop sixty? You want to bet on it? Bet what do you want to bet? Twenty five. Let's do a hundred push-ups. Uh, you know I got a bad shoulder. All right, let's do. Let's it. do twenty push-ups. Let's do twenty push-ups. Twenty. Let's do. Let's do. A, let's do fifty sit-ups. Oh, plus fifty sit-ups. No, no, just fifty sit-ups. All right, we'll do how many? Because you we'll said you have a bad shoulder. You don't want to do push-ups. You have a bad shoulder, so I'm trying to make it easier on you. All right, all right, we'll do as many. Because I know sit-ups. you're gonna lose. You always do this. You always, you always back yourself into a corner and you make these egregious bets. And then I challenge you on them, and then you double down after that challenge, even though they're completely just out of left field in the first place. So you're going to lose this bet. So I'm trying to make it. I don't easier recall. What are you talking about? You. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How about let's raise the stakes. Remember when you doubled down on the Wizards to like just go off in the bubble, and then Bradley Beal said he wasn't gonna play, and you were like, you know, fuck. I didn't know gonna he wasn't gonna play. You know, like. <laughs> I said that without that knowledge. No, but then you doubled down after he came out saying he's not playing. Well, yeah, just because it was so ridiculous. Because of pride. Because of put, pride. No, you put me up to it. Yeah, yeah, it was because of pride. But clearly, <laughs> but but at that point when he said he wasn't going to play, it was just so obvious that they were just going to do awful. So I just, whatever. I doubled down because it was funny. All right. I'll do it again. Uh, so All as right, of I'll- right now, the Knicks sit at – um, um. 10th place, which means if the playoffs started today, they would be in the playoffs. So 60 pushes it, for 60 It is Eastern Derek Conference, Rose. but uh, but yeah. From Derrick Rose. There it is. If he does this, I'm going to be shocked. You know he um, will. Watch. They're going to play like a shit team. Oh, let's look at their schedule. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Let's look at their schedule and let's see Let's see where this is at. Let's see who. who um, they're going to play the Wizards. Oh, bro. The Wizards don't. That's that is true. The Wizards don't play defense. <laughs> they so play that, the I think th- tonight. <laughs> I think th- I know, so. Tonight's your opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Friday the twelfth. Uh, <laughs> if they do, if he does it tonight, uh, I will. I will. We can. We should Instagram live, and I'll do it. I'll do it on Instagram, and you can I post swear it up there. To God, bro. <laughs> 
Hey, dude, bro, just do to you, bro. All right, play your game. <laughs> You're not going to hear this yet, but. Um, I think that's the only opportunity they have. Every other team plays pretty good defense. Oh, Atlanta. Atlanta doesn't play defense. You know what? I'm going to double down right here. Hey, all, all you listeners. So if you listen to this right now, Derrick Rose just scored 60 points. <laughs> oh, and, get the fuck out uh, of here. And they whooped the Wizards. Get uh, the fuck 145 out of here. to 143. It was a close game still. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, so, um, Tyler Hero is back for the Miami Heat. Um, they have started to play a lot better. I think they lost last night. But before that, they had won four in a row since he's been back. Um, oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, no, they won last night. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So, they're four in, they've won four in a row. Um, they've they played play some pretty tough night? teams, too. The Knicks. Um, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. been coming off the bench for them, the, but um last night, actually. He's been he's been good. He's been putting up some some big numbers. Um so they kind of more or less have their team back to full um caliber. So we'll see what they can do, but I don't know, in the East that's so bad. They could actually they could actually do work and like go all the way back up to like the 4 seed. So like so like the Celtics are 13 and 11 right now. That's not like a game apart. Two games, you know. They're they're a game, in, yeah. They're two and a half games apart. Like that's that's just ridiculous, bro. The yeah. Celtics have the same record as the war. The Warriors have a better record than the Celtics, and the Warriors are in eighth place. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The the East, it's there's less disparity between the good teams and the bad teams. Everybody's kind of like the same, except for the Wizards. I don't know. Wizards are weird, but also like, I don't know. Going back to the Derrick Rose thing, I don't think the I don't think the Pistons were that bad for them to just fire sale Derrick Rose like that well not fire sale they got somebody back they got Dennis Smith right but yeah. like you know what if they put up like they string together three games you know maybe four games that puts them at like 10 and 10 and 19 you know that would put them you know in the hunt again they'd be right with the Knicks you know what they're I mean they're pretty like, far back man they only have they're only 6 and 9 yeah i mean i don't it's, know but it's only a couple games you know what i mean yeah i know that's harder to come by right now with this smaller schedule you know the half half season at least right now but i think my issue with um with detroit is if we i can't believe we're talking about detroit on this podcast but it's fine we'll we'll, we'll go here <laughs> you can't believe you brought it here but, <laughs> I, um, I want to talk i was i was i like no 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 let's let's triple down on this whole thing um so the problem with Detroit is if you're their front office, so you have Blake Griffin, who I think is locked up for at least one more year, but he's an aging superstar. Oh, he's gone. Um, Derrick Rose is gone already, so you got something out of it. You got a second-round pick, so you can build at that. Um, you just signed Jeremy Grant to this big deal. Um, you're kind of looking towards the future, so wouldn't you kind of want to play bad? And try and um, entice someone desperate, like let's say, let's try and think of like a team who had who doesn't have big men who could use them. I mean, the Warriors are a good example, but we can't afford it. Oh, because um, they're gonna ship Blake Griffin. I I didn't think they were gonna ship yeah. anyone at first, but now that Derrick Rose okay, is gone, for the sure Celtics. they're shipping Griffin. The Celtics could be like a good match for for Blake Griffin, like a team who needs yeah. a big man like that, um, and has the the capital to send. But he's not a center; he's a power forward, right? Yeah, but they don't have anybody, dude. They don't have any big men. The Celtics don't. I mean, not really. Yeah. I mean, I think isn't Tatum playing the four, and he's like, I mean, he's six eight, but he's not like the You're thickest right. guy in and, the world. And, and, and Daniel Tice is like a, Daniel Tice is like a soft, 
uh, center. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, he's not a big, like, shot blocker or, like, contester or anything like that. And that's one thing Blake Griffin is not soft. That dude is fucking tough. He'll yeah. push you around. He's a big dude. He's a little slow, I will say. But yeah. he's got kind of a little mid-range jumper. I see it sometimes. But you don't need him to do that anymore. He's going to be – so he has one more year. It's a player option. He's probably going to pick it up. Um, let's see what else we got here. DeLon Wright, um, Mason Plumley. I mean, you should want to build for your future. Dennis Smith Jr. is coming off the books after that. You got Killian Hayes, so maybe you can find some way to, like, get another guy in the draft next year if you get a good pick yeah, and build pick. around Killian Hayes, the new draft pick, and Jeremy Grant. I think that's the move, dude. Like, I mean, I, I don't I, I don't know why you would try and go to the playoffs, especially after – I think getting rid of Derrick Rose was, was a clear sign. I feel it. I was excited about Detroit. Really? Whatever. Why? I don't know. I just was. <laughs> okay. Maybe anyway. I was excited about them because of Derrick Rose. So <clears> now, <throat> fuck them. I'm going to just cut ties now. It's all about the Knicks, baby. Let's go. All right, so we're supposed to be talking about the Heat. Do we want? Do you want to say anything more about the Heat? They're gonna move the standings. Great, we're good. Um, no, you they totally lost. you totally veered back into because the Heat aren't that exciting. You know what I mean? Like they 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 just what got second place in the finals, and then they don't they don't look as hot and popping as they did last year. Maybe because of the lack of rest. I don't know. I'm tired of talking about Ty- Tyler Hero. You're tired of talking about him? Why? Tired of talking about Ty- Tyler Hero. I don't know, because he shoots the three ball sometimes. <laughs> so what? Steph Curry does that. He's, He's on my team. I watch him. I don't know. I'm, I'm not high up on the. I'm not high up on the, the Heat right now. You know who I am high up on right now? Who? The Raptors. They're coming back. They heard us talking shit about them. You're they got that shit together. You're just completely ignoring the rundown now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do your thing. Your boy Chris Boucher. Yeah, Chris Boucher. Man. Dude is good. Always knows where to be. High IQ. Not afraid to dunk on somebody. Um, great, de- good defender. It's not great. I saw him get blown by a couple guys last week, but um, no, definitely the Raptors definitely getting it together somehow. Yeah. Because of Fred. How many did Fred drop? Like fifty four. Um. Uh. Fifty six. Fifty four. Yeah. Fifty six. Yeah. Yeah. The I was most pretty pissed because undrafted player. He's on my uh, he's on my fantasy team, and um, the Yahoo app like fucked up, and he I put him in my lineup beforehand. I remember specifically for those of you who are in my fantasy league listening to this, I fucking put him in for Mitchell Robinson that day at the utility mm. spot, and then I check later on the day, and he's fucking not my lineup. That's bullshit, Yahoo. You guys owe me a fucking I, I owe me fifty bucks for this league because you guys fucked up my lineup. Yeah. Anyway, how could they do that? Yeah, dude, he went off. He looks good. Boucher's playing better. The only thing is Kyle Lowry just got hurt. How's that going to affect him? Oh, it's time for somebody to step up who's not Kyle Lowry. <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying I'm a Kyle Lowry hater, but, like, that's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Who else you want to talk you know, about? You know, hold on. Van Vliet was a true, uh, is a true point guard. You can move him to the point and move OJ down. Um, to the two, and then Pascal playing the three. I feel mm. like he would play a lot better at the three spot. That might work too. You should call Tampa. You're just in Tampa. They're playing Tampa, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, um, because they're playing in Tampa, um, the local broadcast goes on the TV. So I got to watch it. I, we were watching it like, um, <clears throat> at a outdoor pub, one day. So, all right. Uh, next on the list that's actually on the rundown, not a wild card from Xavier. 
Uh, the Mavericks. They suck. don't know that. You, now they know that because you told them. Yeah, of course I'm gonna call you out because you're fucking throwing you're throwing curveballs at me, dude. I, I'm you're, just like I'm just at, sprinkling a little bit in between the keys. You know what I mean? Like, it's like I, it's batting practice, and you flipped your fo- you flipped your you're, you're the pitcher. You uh, flipped your glove forward uh, to indicate that you're throwing a fastball, and then you threw a curveball at me. I'd be I'm, you wouldn't be pissed. Get the fuck out of here. We're still gonna hit the mark. You built the sandwich, and I'm going in between, adding a little, a little bit, a little bit of extra jazz. You know what I mean? Some honey dijon, you know, some extra cheese. This fucking a little, guy. a little bacon bits. Now you guys right. know what I have to deal with all the time. Xavier's grandma. This is what I have to deal with all this the time. This is the short stack, actually. That's the analogy I should use. I'm adding butter. In yeah, you should have the layers yeah. of the pancakes. All right. And then you okay. were supposed to just, you know, take it all in, add the syrup. You were the one who wanted to talk about the Mavericks. I didn't even want to talk about them. You insisted on putting them on the rundown. So go. Get your put out your piece. Yo, why do the Mavericks suck so much, huh? <laughs> they were supposed Fish, to Fish be weird, the chosen right? team. All right, they were ha- going to have the the projected MVP or, you know, candidate of Luka, who's actually sick, don't get me wrong. Luka is sick. They've had a lot of COVID problems. But they got <clears throat> Porzingis back and kind of just idled. Actually, kind of got worse. Um, I like Tim Hardaway Jr. I know you do too, but low low production out of this man. Seventeen points. He's been going doing playing a lot better this season. What are you talking about? Um, damn. I'm over here talking shit about the Mavericks. I don't even have Tim Hardaway Jr.'s numbers up. God. <laughs> Anyway, I'll take it from here while you I'll, – I'll take the stalling. Stalling brought to you by um, Budweiser because I have a Budweiser neon light on my wall, and neon lights are full of fun. Do you remember, all right, the, the Mavs, the problem was with the, uh, I have with them is that they're not a great team. They're not, like, leading in the West. They're just yeah. a perfectly average team. And yeah. honestly, like, they're supposed to be better than that, and they're not. Disappointing. So – if the playoffs were to end today, they would be out. They mm-hmm. are currently at thirteen or er, at the eleven. They are eleventh place. You tell me, Luka Doncic is on your team. And you're not gonna go to the playoffs. But here's Ridiculous. the thing, Xavier. They are only from what used to be the playoffs, the old school playoffs. Um, they are only two games out behind the Warriors. Um, for to be the eight speed seat, so they're still in the game. They're still in the game, but they're not. I don't know, man. Luke, it feels like Luke is doing it by himself. Like I said, Tim Hardaway is playing, having a good season, actually. Yeah, but, 17 um, points, three rebounds, one assist. I knew he had 17 points. That's all I wrote down, though. Yeah. Um, but he shouldn't be in that role in the first place. Like, that's Kristaps' job. And mm-hmm. he has been just fucking terrible. The guy sits around the three-point line. Um, I think I said this last podcast. Who, Kristaps? Um, yeah, my, so my buddy Rich Schlatter um, was talking sh- – he talks shit about Kristaps all the time. Shut and up. He, He's a former Nick fan, so I thought it was he was just hating on him, just to hate on him. But he's right, man. He plays soft, bro. And he's it, here's the thing: like it was against the Warriors. We we're talking about this last week against the Warriors, who are missing a center. So the tallest guy on their team is Andrew Wiggins at six eight, um, and Kristaps is seven three, seven foot three. Like he doesn't even have to jump to get rebounds over those guys. Like it's it just I don't know what he's doing. Seven three two forty seems a little light, if you ask me. Two forty. I feel like that's a modern day center. He's no? he's a foot and a half taller than me, but he only weighs like fifty pounds more than me. Yeah, I'm I'm five eleven. He's a 
he's a foot. 19 points a game, 18, 8 rebounds, he's, 1 assist. He's a foot and 2 inches taller than me, and I weigh just as much as him. Well, no, I'm about 10 pounds less, but still, close enough. He don't make that many three-pointers. That's that's what, that's another thing I don't get. He's not a good three-point shooter, so why does he sit at the top of the key? It's such yeah. a weird it's such a weird thing, dude. Well, what like, I don't know. What made Kristaps better? He was a center that could shoot, right? Not shooting that well. Let's see. Last 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 night against uh, But the dude, Fal- when you're the, playing the but what I'm saying is when you're playing a small team that, and a team that doesn't have any other options like the Warriors, you should be dominating the glass. Like he that sh- should be your game that day. In the last ten games, he he shot the best field goal percentage against the Warriors, who didn't have a center, fifty six percent. But that was only a little bit better than when they play against Minnesota. Yeah, I guess who don't really have a center either. Huh? No, well they didn't at the time. I think he's back now. Colin think Towns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I still feel like Cat would just manhandle him though. You know, Kristaps is a great free throw center shooter. <laughs> Are you just reading off stats again? I, just, I, just saw, I was surprised, honestly. Um, I don't know. Uh, underwhelmed I, I do, by the Mavs. But do you think? Do you think they? Do you think they, they can salvage their season somehow? Is it worth salvaging? I mean, it's it's a Western Conference. It's a more competitive, and I feel like I feel like also the first half of the season is not going to be a good sign of like who's at where. Uh, except for like the great, the good teams, like the Jazz is still gonna be the same. But like, I don't know. You, I know you were high on the freaking the the Bulls, and the Bulls aren't having a great first half. But I think they're gonna have a great second half. You know, I think the season's gonna be weird like that. Then again, I, I don't know. I think the Mavericks should have been better. They they get talked about a lot about being a great team, and they're underperforming. And we're not talking about it. Here's the thing. Be. I'm gonna make this will be an argument kind of to both sides. The Mavericks, if they were in the Eastern Conference, would be in sixth place. But all that those guys do is lose big games. Um, they pulled off a big game against the Warriors the other night. But the night before that, they got scraped. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost two in a row to the Suns, two big games. They lost two big games in a row before that to the Jazz. They lost to the Nuggets before that. They lost to the Rockets before that. They've lost to the Raptors this year. They've lost to the Bucks this year. They've lost to the Bulls twice. So... Jeez. I mean, you just in those big games you got to close and they're not closing. I know they had covid problems. They, they did. Had, they only they had did. like nine guys or something like that. So before their win against the Hawks on last week, they lost 1 2 3 4 5 6 in a row. That should be a stat. They should have like a counter like covid games missed or something like that cuz we should take that yeah. into account. I mean, but actually, well, really they they're playing these games just with people not playing. Which is ridiculous. I don't know. Do you think it's gonna come down to like at least in the second half of the season where, you know, teams that are like on the cusp might lose somebody because of COVID. You know. Yeah. Out, and they're gonna lose I do. These close Although, games because of that. After the All Star break, the vaccine might be more accessible, so mm-hmm. that could change things a little bit. Like, let's say the whole league gets vaccinated during the All Star layoff. They do like a two week layoff to get that done. Oh, who's to say they're not gonna do another bubble for just for the second half? I don't think they will because I think the players don't want to do a bubble. Mm, yeah, especially when they're definitely going to have to do a playoff bubble. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, I don't know. You excited so for we'll, All-Star weekend? Uh, you're not doing this again, dude. Let's just, we're not, you're not doing this again. That, again, was not on the rundown. He's trying to just throw throw curveballs at me. 
Do you um, if you're excited for All Star Weekend? Where's it at this year? I don't know. Nowhere. <laughs> it's online, <laughs> baby. No, they're they're gonna have it, aren't they? They're, they're gonna do something. Gonna play it? They're actually gonna play it. Yeah, that's been like a big controversy. Oh god, I I mean I haven't really been reading into it because I thought it wasn't gonna happen, so I just like saw the signs and was like, oh, that's a nice gesture. I saw the signs. Woke up to the and I saw the signs. I don't know the lyrics. Yeah, it's a good song. Um, all right, the last thing on the short stack is Christian Wood was injured. Um, last week last thursday yeah um and before that the rockets were seven and eight and they were rolling rolling up those standings um but unfortunately since the christian wood injury it's a big one they have lost four in a row um literally since they won that game the the game in which he got injured and then they lost four in a row and they were at one point in the playoff picture and now they have dropped all the way to third to last um, it's a tough one. It's a tough team to watch without Christian Wood too, because as good as John Wall's been this season, they get um, dunked on a lot. Yeah, he's not the same guy. Um, and th- so yesterday, their big. Did you watch that game yesterday on TNT? Uh, um, parts of it. I was flipping uh, between that and the Sixer game. So they lost by um, two possessions, and they had chances in the last two. They played really good defense, but they couldn't rebound the ball. They just literally couldn't get they couldn't get a rebound to save their life. Like Jesus. Uh, like uh, um, uh, let's see. I think it was the Pelicans that they played. Um, they played the uh, Miami the Heat. Last night. The Heat. Yeah. So like Bam, Bam would just outreach everybody and just just like he wouldn't grab it. He would swat it out to to the to um uh outside outside the paint mm-hmm. and then like just one of the Heat would just pick it up. It was it was just brutal. Yeah, they lost by. Um, seven, seven points, yeah. but yeah, it was the last two positions were brutal to watch because they played such good defense, but just couldn't get the rebound. And that's when you need Christian Wood so bad, and and Cousins, man. I don't know what the fuck Cousins deal was, but yeah, it's brutal. Is Demarcus Cousins not playing? I didn't see him last night. I didn't see him last night. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. Let's see where he's at. Um. Anyway, what what's your thought on that? I mean, Do- you think uh, they don't have a shot without Christian Wood, right? Yeah. Don't, they definitely uh, – DeMarcus Cousins did play. He played 25 minutes. Oh, wow. I wonder why he wasn't in that crunch time. Because uh, he, he had 16 points, mm-hmm. minus three. P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker – nah, he can't play center like that, though. Really. He's not tall enough. He's only 6'5". Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they have a lot of talent, but I don't know. It was it was nice when they were, like, putting it together and, like, really making a comeback. But now if, like, they suck, it's like whatever. Do you know what the problem is? Is Oladipo had build. six points last night. Oladipo can't have six points. Oof. He's got to play better than that. He's their second best player. He's got to play better than that. Eric Gordon well, had 17. Third best behind Christian Wood. Yeah, you think he so? He usually lives around there. Victor Oladipo needs to be the second best player on that team. He's would you good, say? Man. Would you say that Christian Wood is their best player? I would. I mean, with him out, he's looking. It's it's really showing how valuable he is. Yeah. They they're kind of a mess without him. He really st- held them together. Yeah. Jay Sean Tate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this guy, he's a forward. Uh, Played the most minutes for them last night. Damn. Any any more thoughts on uh, on the Rockets and Christian Wood? It's just it's gonna be tough without him. Wait wait. So Christian Wood, he's only out for like a week, two weeks, right? Ankle sprain. Yeah. 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 He's gonna be back soon enough. 
Um, but they've already lost four in a row, man. That's a lot. That's a lot of ground to cover in a in a very tight Western Conference. I know they probably got like what six, seven more games left before the All Star break. Yeah. Not even, maybe f- less, maybe like four or five. Yeah. Yeah, one, two, three. Yeah, but they're gonna play. Mm. Yeah, it's not gonna be good. No, definitely not. Um, all right. So we are going to take a quick break, and then we have uh, two guests coming on today. This is going to be a segment we call the Fan Check-In, where we find fans of teams and we check in on how they're doing. Um, our boy Bobby Brabson is going to come on and talk about the Sixers, and then Julio, our buddy Julio Reynoso, uh, my co-host for my other podcast, Bobby um, is going to talk about um, the Warriors and Kelly Oubre's how frustrating it is. So uh, we will be right back. Hello, bro. All right, so Bobby Brabson is here, uh, longtime uh, good friend uh, and resident Sixers uh, fan. Um, so as it stands right now, this is recording this on uh, Thursday, February 11th at 4 p.m. Um, Thursday, Pacific time. Yeah. So before the game Thursday, tonight, Thursday. Um, the Sixers stand on first place, two games above the Bucks, 18 and seven. Bobby, um, we talked about this a lot on my old podcast. Uh, it, uh, it was mostly you just bitching about what um, the potential you guys had and didn't quite get to. Um, you know. We looked at this team last year, a lot of talent, but there was one clear issue that has been going on in the past couple years. Um, They can't shoot, and lo and behold, um, I guess it takes a genius um, like Daryl Moore to come in and uh, find a couple shooters in there a little bit better. Oh, wait, no, everybody was saying that that was the issue (laughs) with that team, Um, and they decided to figure it out, and they they put it together this year. So, Bobby, first off, how are you feeling about this team as it stands right now. What's going on? Complete 180 from the last time we talked about the Sixers. Yeah. And I think we <laughs> talked right before this season, right? Is uh, no, I think it was earlier than that. I think it was before even before the draft cuz they oh, still yeah. Yeah. had Al Horford and Yeah. uh Josh Richardson and so, now I mean, I feel great about the team. I feel like Daryl Morey hit like the uh the untapped potential on NBA 2K just to, to boost the team even more. And that untapped potential is just finding guys that can actually shoot three-pointers. And the crazy, crazy thing is they only got two guys, really. I mean, they got Danny Green, who is a historically great a three-point shooter. Hasn't been doing so well this year, but, I mean, he's still Danny Green. And then Seth Curry, who's shooting better than, than – or Seth Curry, sorry, is who's shooting better than his brother, Steph, from three-point this year. It's pretty 50%. remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. We got statistically the better Curry. I'll I'll say it. (laughs) So, but it does still kill you a little bit looking around the league and seeing all these former Sixers like, like Landry Shamit and and uh, and like Robert Covington and shit like that. Yeah, I mean, it it hurts less now, obviously, with with the Sixers being first in the East and. You know, guys like uh, I mean, Shamit would be liked him, but like now he's in Brooklyn and like he's like they hardly have a bench and he's still not really getting minutes. And yeah. Covington still, you know, I think he would have been great. I mean, if you had a defense with Covington, Embiid, Simmons, and Matisse Thybul, I mean, nobody's scoring on that team. <laughs> 
but uh but now no dude, I, i've been nothing but happy with with how things have gone so far and i think kind of underrated you know you said they signed two guys but the underrated signing that has actually really helped them has been dwight howard <laughs> what dwight i howard, thought i'd never hear that so i i've, no, I've been dude. watching many sixers games as you so I'll, I'll take your word for that but what yeah i mean dude, just so the Sixers have hardly – we've barely had serviceable NBA backups for Embiid. Mm. So basically anytime Embiid went to the bench, it was yeah. like the other team was going to go on a run. didn't matter who they had on the floor. So now we have Dwight Howard who, you know, he still – he gets in foul trouble, can't hit free throws. So he's not really much of an offensive threat. But just to have somebody that can give Embiid rest and can actually be like and a, isn't Tony an Bradley? average – Exactly. <laughs> And can actually provide like adequate defense while Embiid's sitting mm-hmm. has helped Embiid because now he's not tiring himself out trying to do everything for four quarters. He kind of like there's been games this year where he, Embiid's kind of just coasted for the first three quarters, and then the fourth mm-hmm. quarter he just kind of locks in and he'll score like ten straight points, get a couple blocks on the defense. Like he's just been everywhere, and ha- I think having Howard has helped that. Yeah, I was ready to count out the Sixers again because that's what I do with the Sixers. Um, but also, I was trying to count out Danny Green, and even though Danny Green isn't shooting great from the three-point, he's 36%, he still has that gravity, and I think that's why teams keep picking him up around the league, because yeah. he gets wide open in the corner, and teams are going to pass it, you know, uh, uh, the other teammates are going to pass it to him, and people will try to close out, and he'll still miss that shot, but they'll get an offensive rebound and put it up and take two points, you know what I mean? Like, that's what he does for the team, <laughs> and it's just great to see. I would say the wild thing about Danny Green though is thirty six percent is actually not that bad, but for Danny Green it's that bad. So like, it's, so classic Philly fans are just like just jumping on him in the first chance. Just what the fuck? This is we gave up so much for you, and you you didn't. You just yeah, you know. Like, I mean, Ben Simmons is shooting is shooting sixteen percent from the three point line. So Ben Simmons, do you think Ben Simmons hey, will ever get a three point shot, Bobby? Do you it's think do you think it's above zero? <laughs> I mean, how many threes a game is he taking? Like point two. Point. No, less than that. I think he's shot like four or five this year. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, at this point, I mean, if the Sixers keep winning, it doesn't matter. You know, it's always – and obviously Sixers fans are always going to find something to bitch about. So Danny Green's just the, the target when he's playing poor. You know, it was Seth Curry mm-hmm. for a little bit, but he kind of had the COVID excuse. Um, but no, I just think yeah, – I mean, Ben Simmons is – he kind of is what he is. and But, I mean, being – he is what he is when you surround him with shooters that cause teams to spread and not actually clog the paint on the Sixers. Yeah. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's helped him too. Like he's, I think I've seen stats where he's assisting on like the most three pointers per game in the league oh, just because really? he's able to drive and kick and, and hit guys that can actually hit open shots. Yeah. So <laughs> Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, are they, are they friends now? What's going on with that? They're boys now. I think before the season they did like an interview and uh, you know Ben said he was moving in with Joel. To uh, I think they were just messing around, but you know, uh, you know they're getting. I mean they're getting along, and I, like I said, I think. Well, I mean the biggest thing is just they're winning. I mean if they're losing, yeah. you know, things are obviously probably going to be different. And there's always there's going to be rumors coming out that one hates the other and that they don't want to work together. But you know winning cures everything. So as long as they keep it up and you know they. You know, Embiid's been having MVP-worthy season so far. Um, you know, I think they're going to be fine. Xavier, do you hate any of these guys as much as you hate Rudy Gobert? No, of course not. I could never hate anybody more. Is it the French thing? <laughs> it's the French thing, isn't it? It's you know still what? the French thing. I'm not thing. sure if it's the French thing. I think it's just a Rudy Gobert thing. 
Even uh, they've only had five we, losses, and he still hates them. I just don't he really was, like centers that are slow and like unproductive. You know, what but I mean? he's the original super spreader of COVID. Yes, he is. He's also just the worst all the time. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about the Jazz. I want to talk about Joel Embiid. Do you think he's having an MVP, MVP season? Like, do you think he actually has like legitimate shot at winning it against current contenders? I, th- I mean, I think I think he should be in the discussion. But you know, the, the issue is always going to be: does he play enough games to? You know, match like what Jokic is doing. You know, every night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because Embiid has straight up. You know, he will like just take over games for stretches for the Sixers, like both ends of the floor, and like the the crazy thing, it's like this year, he's some like somehow added like a, a fadeaway jumper and just like a little, you know, crossover pull up that he's hitting at like ridiculous clip for somebody who's like seven two. Mm-hmm. Um. So he just like he keeps he keeps getting better, um, and and like I said, having like having a bench that can actually support the team when they're out, it's causing him to not have to worry as much about like being being right there on defense every time, and then getting you know getting back and, and getting re getting offensive rebounds. Um, so it's just helped him like kind of play. I think he plays more loose, to be honest, and he's just been like mm-hmm. uh, he's been lights out. Do you think uh, Doc Rivers has anything to do with it? How are you, how are you digging the new signing for the coach? I mean, I'm a fan, and you know, I think ultimately that's what's going to be the downfall in the playoffs. As you know, Doc Rivers and playoff success outside of one year in Boston don't really go hand in hand. So, <laughs> um, no, I think uh, no, I think he's been good. The biggest thing I think with him has been getting Tobias Harris back on track. To how he was. That with the dude Clippers. was super unproductive the past two seasons. He was so bad. Wild. So well, the problem was he was like so last year especially, we didn't have we had you know Simmons like handling the ball, and that was pretty much it. And you just had guys that couldn't shoot around him. So Harris had to like kind of step up and try and become like the shot maker, which he yeah. just isn't built for. He's he's like catch and shoot take one or two dribbles, you know, like decisive movements. Or last year he was just mm-hmm. kind of on the air out of the ball and he was shooting worse. Like he was converting layups, getting to the line less. And like this year, all of that's kind of turned around. But and I think doc's been a big part of that. Yeah, I agree. I think that's uh, like th- those reasons for Tobias Harris, like not really being his own shot maker, kind of being a spot up guy is why they're going to lose in the playoffs because they can't really take over like that. Uh, they need like the second and third guys to take over. Whereas Embiid, mm-hmm. he can do it, but I don't think he's gonna win you late series in the playoffs. You know, Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think he's gonna, he has that power to take it over just yet. Why do you, yeah. why don't you, well, yeah, why, that would be the biggest thing. Why don't you think that? Mm-hmm. Shooting percentages. Ben Simmons, he's not shooting how he needs to be. Tobias Harris, he's only shooting fifty one percent from the field, yeah. which is. Well, I mean, Ben Simmons is a one-trick pony. Like, let's be honest. Like, he moves the ball around. They, he passes really well, which is great. But he moves the ball around. He finds his lane, and he just fucking goes. You know what I mean? He just fucking goes as hard as he can. But, like, that, you know, there's only so much you could do with that in the playoffs. Bobby, if they if they, uh, if they, they fail again in the postseason, are you going to blame the Harden trade not working out? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> now you were so pissed when that trade did not work out. You were just oh, oh my god. I, well, I mean, every every single report was like Harden to Philly, done deal. They're just waiting for the ink to dry, and then all of a sudden it's like James Harden's going to the Nets. I was like, what the? You wanted Fat Harden? 
He's yes, dude, fat. he was he was wearing a fat suit. He wasn't fat. Yeah, he was, it, he, he was it, trying to trick days, people in Houston. Yeah, it was two days later. He shows up in a Nets uniform and he's like slimmed out. You're like, <laughs> what the slim. fuck? This guy? Are you kidding me? This guy got a fucking fat suit. Where did he buy a fat suit in the first place? I don't. I mean, I don't think they're just like at like Target. Yeah. I mean, he's right, got well, guys. I mean, the Sixers are number one in the East. How comfortable are you with that lead right there? You know, like the two game lead. Team. Oh no! Nah, I mean, but I'm, it's still I mean, it's still a statement. You know, at least to the other teams. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't, you know, I, if they get if they can get a top three seed, I'm happy. You know, I don't think I, I still think eventually the Bucks are just gonna kind of get it together and and make a run. You know, the Nets obviously, uh, although I don't know what the Nets man they they can't play defense to save their life, so <laughs> they might struggle to get into get a top four seed. Um, and you know, to be honest, like the Nets in the playoffs don't scare me at all <laughs> with with Harden, KD, and Kyrie. They just they, the most. they just can't. Uh, I mean, it's it's got to be the Bucks. Really, I, mean, I say the Celtics. Need, I really like the Celtics. Together. See the Celtics though. They don't. They have nothing for Embiid. Like at least last year, they had Enos Cantor. They yeah. don't even have Cantor anymore. They have Daniel Tice. Who Daniel Tice, Tice will get eaten alive by Embiid. Just he has eaten nothing. alive. They yeah. played like a home and home series. I think Embiid averaged like. 34 in the two game series that them. team has like weird moments where they just like can't fucking close like i don't know yeah. what it is like it, i think it was two nights ago when they were playing um i think it was the suns like i don't know what it was but like they they had a, like a pretty comfortable lead and they start to lose in the third and they go into the fourth and it's like not that big but like the last five minutes they just completely blew it it would just Cause it, they'll sit tatum for like 15 minutes. Yeah. And then and then bring it back way too late, and you're like, why? This guy, you ready said to score 40 points, but you stopped him because he's already at 30 in the third quarter. You know, it's like, yeah. let the man score. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's got to be yeah. a, a, t- a load management thing for – who's the coach in Boston? Uh, Brad, Brad, Brad Stevens. Stevens. Brad. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Celtics fans are, are, are mad at him, man. They just – but I think they, they have issues too. I mean, Kemba just stinks. Yeah, he's just not. I mean, good he's right coming now. off an injury, but when he plays, it's it's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's still he's still like on a minutes restriction, and but he's been back almost. Mm-hmm. It's got to be almost a month at this point, and like, he just is not shooting well. Marcus Smart hasn't been playing well. So so they they bring the ball up with Jalen a lot, and he's kind of runs the point for them, even with Kemba in the in the in the game. Do you think that's a a a a, a result of? Just Jalen having this insane season, or a result of maybe Kemp? There's something more going on with Kemba. Probably both. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think Jalen. I mean, Jalen Brown's like, he's probably a. I'll go Magic Johnson on. He's probably a top twelve MVP candidate. You know, if I had if I had to rank my top thirteen, he's definitely in there. I was telling. <laughs> did you see? Did you, Bobby? Did you see that when I when I texted in the the hoops talk group? Um, how on. Uh, on uh on Sports Nation, the the ESPN show Sports Nation just came back. They have a segment every week called um, Obvious Magic Johnson tweets, and yeah. they just like make fun of it. Like it's just, it'll just be like, LeBron James is easily one of the top ten best players of all time. After he has a good game, you're just like, okay, yeah, yeah. I just love. Well, I just love when he just lists like every player in the league, and he's just like. Early early front runners for MVP lists like you know the obvious top yeah. five things, but I also like and he lists like twelve more players. It's like you're just naming the top twenty players in the NBA. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> um, yeah, totally. All right, so I love well, Magic Johnson. I would love to hang out with that man one day. Xavier, Xavier, do you have any do you have any more uh, questions for for Bobby? Because I have one final one. I, I think it'd be a good one to end with. 
Um, hmm. I don't have any more questions, but I can make one up. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's your next on, uh, Sixers jersey? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Makeup question. What is the fake sponsor for the makeup question? Oh, uh, dream catchers. They catch all your bad dreams and they give you all your good ones. Dream catchers. <laughs> Get one today from your little, lo- uh, local Native American reservation. <laughs> Whoa, dude! I don't know where you get dream catchers. I got one. It was a gift. I don't fucking know. Like, I, there's not a dream yeah, catcher from Amazon. But I, I think oh, yeah, there's one at Target. I think what I don't get about that is you don't normally tell people where you can get them. You normally the ad the ads never involved that. That was the first makeup ad that you did that involved like a location of where you could buy this, and it wasn't very specific at all. You're, you're just like, hey, go find your go find wherever the closest Native American reservation is and go buy if one. You there. or your friends find yourself in Sedona. Arizona, <laughs> buy as many as you can. You might not be able to buy any more anywhere else. Or Jackson, California. Jackson's got them out there. Yeah, dude. You ever been to Jackson Casino? It's quite, it's quite a good time. Sometimes I've never, I've never been. But you know, once if my dream catcher breaks and I get a nightmare, you I'll go get a new Jackson, one in, out, out there in Jackson, California. <laughs> um, all right, Bobby. So uh, your boy Matisse Thibault that you named your Twitter account after. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, how's he doing t- today in in the uh, in the Bobby uh, scale of love, for lack of a better phrase? Um, he's still solidly. We still stand Matisse over here, but uh, <laughs> no, I mean he he's he's still kind of settling. He doesn't really do much offensively, but no, that's not game, his game uh, at all. <laughs> there was a game maybe two weeks ago. They were playing the Pacers. Yeah, on the road. It was like uh, second night of back to back. It was the it was a game they ultimately won. First game they won the season when Embiid didn't play. Yeah. Um. And in the fourth quarter, they switched and were playing two three zone. And in the top of the zone was Ben Simmons and Matisse Thybul. Um. It was it was like artwork. Dude, I mean, it was beautiful I, to watch. I will give the guy credit. So his last their last game, who was it against? Uh. Oh my God, I'm stumbling. Hold on, hold on, it's loading. It's loading. I have my three TVs on the background, so maybe I should do that. My internet be faster. <laughs> um, <laughs> against the Kings on Tuesday, I was watching that one on League Pass. Um, so, I mean, Doc's really strategic in general, but I liked how he uh, would in between at the end of the game, like during like fouls and stuff like that, he would um, sub him in for, on defense. And just what he does off the ball is like great. Um, and I think it goes so unnoticed from just the casual viewer. Um, but he completely like locked down, um, but he healed on those last couple possessions. It was pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, he's, so, he's so uh, much fun to watch on defense, but well, he's just not existed on offense. But he was going to be a part of the Harden trade. So what would you have done then? Um, depending on who was still rooted left, for James I've, Harden, we <laughs> became a James Harden stand account. No, uh, um, Tyrese Maxey stand account. It, it, yeah, that I've just been lazy. I've been meaning to update it to be a Tyrese Maxey stand account. Um, I think he's. I think he's going to be a stud. Um, I mean, he hasn't been. He's getting, good. He I hasn't like been him. getting minutes recently. Yeah. Um, but he just like he already has like he drives with confidence. Yeah. Like, he's not afraid of contact. Like, he's got a great like floater that he hits like consistently, which I think if you're you know if you're a smaller guard like. That's just a great asset to have. So I think just mm-hmm. as he as he just you know ages and matures in the league, I think he's just going to get better. Yeah. Um. Uh. Why don't you tell before you go? Um. Thanks for coming on. By the way, we appreciate it. Um. 
uh, before you go, why don't you tell the listeners what your the original name of your of your Twitter account was called? Because it's gonna be a great segue to our next guest. Okay, yeah. So the original name was uh, I was trying to track Draymond Green complaining at the referees. So the um, you know it was just kind of a yes no tracker. So it was is Draymond Green bitching? <laughs> and like, didn't you get like a good amount of followers on that on the account too? I got I had one tweet. Uh, it was during it was a playoff series where he yeah. got like a technical foul within the first like two minutes. I don't know how much that <laughs> narrows it down for his career. <laughs> how many times that's happened, but. Uh, and I just tweeted out a quick little like, yep, from the account. <laughs> I had like something like 600 retweets. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's pretty funny. So, uh, but it's now changed. It's, it's it Ben Simmons to the three. It, ooh, that's actually pretty good. All right. All right. Too, yeah, too there sure. have been some questionable technical calls in yeah. the league this year. I mean, year. I mean, Draymond, just on Draymond. Draymond gets them literally when he's yelling at his teammates. Like, that happened. That was he great. was yelling, was at, and he got a technical for that. <laughs> he's yelling at Wiseman, and the ref's just like, this is too brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Wiseman's probably like, here? you should hear what he says to me in practice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Oh. All right, Bobby. Thanks again for coming on. Uh, we appreciate yeah, it. Thanks for having me. Um, glad you ha- can have some happiness of being a Sixers, a Sixers hey, what's and your an next, Eagles uh, fan. What's your next Sixers jersey? Which one are you going to get? Yeah. I mean, it'll probably be a Maxi jersey at some point. <laughs> you were just all in on Maxi, huh? You, you sure it's not going to be, be a – You sure you don't want a Shake Milton jersey? No. You're, really, nice into, one eight on your you're really into Shake Milton on this on this, this segment. <laughs> This is the first time I said his name. Oh no, you that's right, you brought up Tony Bradley. I thought I thought it was, <laughs> it was Tony Bradley. Yo, way off. Tony like, Bradley. One guy one guy is extremely taller than the other person. <laughs> I I they don't like look Tony anything Bradley alike. Because when people are going for dunks, he always challenges them. He, this guy's gotta be on so many posters. Like he just constantly <laughs> gets dunked on. And I love that. He no, like gotta, checks into the, the game work, with two fouls already. Yeah, like, just <laughs> for the first time, they just like he's got two personal fouls. Yeah, he's t- <laughs> Tony Bradley in for thirty seconds and one on top of his head, and you're like, oh, oh. he checks out. Uh, all right, Bobby, we'll talk soon, man. <laughs> all, right, see you, bro. all right, sounds good. See ya. All right. Uh, Julio Reynoso is joining us now. Um, my co-host for uh, my baseball podcast, Town Tailgate Podcast. Go check that out. Um, f- member of the Bandwagon Fan Podcast Network that isn't really What enough. up, boys? Uh, Julio, so we wanted to talk to you about uh, – we're doing a little segment, kind of like a fan check-in. Um, we uh, we just talked to uh, our good friend Bobby Brabson, as you just saw, about the Sixers. So uh, we want to talk about the Warriors Brackens. because – Bobby Brackens. Um Because you discovered something that was very interesting that I think just completely um, uh, defines the way Warriors fans have been thinking this season. Um, so going into the season, if you were to ask me uh, who do you think would be a crucial role player and who do you think – is a player who's going to drive you crazy and stress you out. Uh, my answer for the first one would have been Kelly Oubre, I thought would be just with the way that he played last season with the Suns, um, especially in the bubble and how well he did. And of all assets of the game, I would have been like, okay, cool. He's going to be like our go-to guy for Steph. And Wiggins was going to be the one who's tortured me. No, it's the other way around this season. Wiggins is like the most reliable uh, 
role guy on our team is putting mm-hmm. up like 18 a game easily. Um, he takes a little bit of pressure off Steph. And Kelly Uber, oh, my God, that guy's driving me crazy. One day he scores 40 points. Next day he scores six points, and he's just super inefficient. He's missing open open passes. Uh, you sent us that video. It was uh, – uh, you had uh, uh, it was what is a Wanamaker open at so, the top, and and then he could have swung it around to Steph with a, for an open look three. Yeah, yeah. So he he was it was off a fast break, and he was driving, and yeah, like outside the three, like on the three around the corner. Uh, mm-hmm. Juan Toscano, shout out to Juan, my dude. He was <laughs> on the corner, but right next to him was Steph. So it's like, dude, hockey assist. Do that shit every single yeah. time when you're playing with the Warriors. And he, he, he just and he just it. and he, he just what is he he tries to power through two two big men uh like just drives to the hoop and just completely misses. He's a uh, I made the joke the other day half heartedly, but he's just a short Javel McGee. <laughs> <laughs> he's just doing some wild shit. Hey, but um, he dropped forty five points. Let's not forget uh, he did drop forty five in one game. He did. He did. When you were talking about Wiggins. Uh, small forward wise in the West, he's fifth in scoring. Is he really? I, yeah, only people it, ahead of him: Ka- Kawhi, LeBron, Demar, and and. So Durant's not on that or, list. And, and Is Durant considered a power or forward in the West? Then? In the West. Oh, in the West. Yeah, and I think he's he's definitely number one defensively. I think he was even over Kawhi on defensive efficiency. Um, but anyway, so that leads us to the whole point of the segment: is you are you're a big redditor. And um, you know we have a, t- a Warriors text group between us three and in, in on, on this podcast right now, and our our you're a redditor, our, yeah, yeah, and our and our <laughs> what would you call it? What you're would you call it? Oh me? Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> it's just funny thing to say to somebody. <laughs> Chris, Chris says it like it's derogatory. Like, you're no, I, that was not how at all. How, I get Nerd. most of no, no, I get no. most I don't of think my. I said it like that at all, but it felt like it. <laughs> I get most of my my yeah, fan I'm interaction like, information fuck do you from mean? from uh, from texts from Julio that sends me that he reads from Reddit that morning. It's great. It's great. I don't even have oh, to yeah. be on Reddit because Julio just sends it to me. I told, I've told Chris. Uh, I look at Reddit like my morning newspaper. Yeah. Like I'll I'll open it up. I'm like, all right, what's going on in the world of politics? Let me check out some sports, some movies, video game shit. Like that's how I look at Reddit. I, I I use I use Twitter that way, but you get more fan you more conversation over Reddit. I, I will say, yeah. It's just because Reddit has everything, whereas Twitter has everything that you follow. Yeah, well, I mean, yours it's more catered, whereas Reddit is just this is what you got. But who filters Reddit? The front page. I guess we do with our likes and upvotes. That's, huh? Yeah, that's that's yeah. up to you. Um, but this isn't a Reddit podcast. No. We're here to talk anyway. About. Yeah, so sorry. you oh i fucking so, love reddit so basically our our group chat so it's us three and then our good friend manny Rin, and we during the warriors games we'll just text each other all the whole game and you know it's just night and day with kelly uber one day we love him one day we hate him one day we love and so julio <laughs> you had found a very interesting graphic on was it reddit or was it twitter um that that describes a warriors fans um feelings towards kelly Oubre. and please i'll let you I take think it was uh it was twitter yeah it was twitter so if you don't, if you haven't seen it, it is the Ubre cycle. So it is a cycle of how you feel about Kelly Ubre. It starts off of he plays like shit, leading into fans want him traded, mm-hmm. and then he gets that underdog mentality. Mm-hmm. He goes off against a bad team. Okay. And then fans don't want him traded, and no, then he plays like shit. 
Mm-hmm. It's just, it's absolutely, uh, it, it's picture perfect in how, how it defines how I, f- how I feel about Kelly Oubre this season. I would say a full cycle lasts about two to three weeks. I would say but two some, to three weeks. But sometimes has been yeah, less. I would say a week and a half, to be honest with you, dude. Like, t- there's times. So, here, let me tell Okay, so here's here's a one, two, three, four, five, six. Here's his last seven games. Four points, 18 points, 12 points, 40 points, 14 points, 24 points, 12 points. <sighs> and and the, the thing that's just the most frustrating with him is uh, he's not a passer. No. That's been his – historically in his career, he's not a passing guy. Um, he'll average maybe like an assist or two a game or whatever. <laughs> Because of his length, boards will just come naturally to him, which like he has done a pretty decent job of it. Um, but because he's not a good passer, he's not thinking otherwise. Yeah, and honestly, like that w- one thing about his game that his length does help a lot too. It makes him a really good defender because he can cover so much ground with his wingspan and especially off mm-hmm. ball. Like you know, he can deflect balls and pass stuff like that. But yeah, the dude is his. He's. It feels like almost every single time the ball's in his hand, like he's gonna uh, make a shot attempt, which is very. Interesting, especially when you start the season, what was it, 0 for 37 from 3? Like, it was very concerning. And you don't want the guy to stop shooting, but you don't want him – you also just don't want him to take the shot when he's 0 for 37 shooting from 3. I don't know. I mean – I love the mentality. Yeah, I love the way yeah, yeah. He, he, he plays like that. I like that. But also, it's his inconsistency. Like, he's going to have a hot streak – and definitely gonna have a slump. Yeah. And I don't. I'm not gonna want him at his slump. You know, I would rather have more consistency than you know a 45 point game in a four point game. You know what I mean? Because if you think about it, because that was kind of Clay's problem for a yeah. long time, um, up until like I think dur- uh, during that championship yeah. run, it was um, he was a little inconsistent. You know, he, he wasn't the most efficient shooter. But even when Clay is at his most inefficient, he's still getting you at least 17 a game. Like at worst, yeah. when he wasn't like at yeah. his but peak I, kind of thing, because he was like, because of how great just a natural three point shooter is, that bells him out. But with like Kelly Oubre, um, he's just that inefficiency just fucking. But kills dude, him. I think the big difference with that is Clay was what twenty two years old when that was like an issue of his. So it's like okay, he's still trying to figure out what his game is in the NBA. What does he do best? He has a great pull up mid range and he's a catch and shoot three point shooter. Cool. So let's stick to that. Kelly Oubre is. 27 years old like you should just know uh he turns 26 in December, you should kind of yeah, like know sorry. what your game is already at this point i mean i maybe part of it is like there's no there was no real preseason so there's no real way to see exactly what his role was especially in a steph curry offense mm-hmm. where steph does so much um well they're it's still changing too yeah you know, exactly and and even when they started the season no draymond like that's huge because then steph is running on ball for 80% of the game, especially with Wanamaker struggling, um, which we'll get into that in a second. Um, I don't know. It's just uh, uh, how, how, what are your guys' feelings about him now? Do you think that we should trade him, or do you think that we should just stick it out and just pay the money? Stick it out. I think we should stick it out because a lot of times where he drops the ball, it gets picked up at least defensively and you know, offensively. Uh, with guys like Damian Lee or Juan Toscano-Anderson who get hit with those outlet yeah. passes, you know, who are going to go dunk it or make a great three-pointer shot. So it's like he doesn't he doesn't hinder us too much, and his pluses are outweighing, you know, the minuses that he's given us. That being said, who are we going to deal him to? You know what I mean? That's such more of a headache. I'd rather just figure it out and let him come into his own because he's not a bad player. 
just makes bad decisions sometimes. Julio? No, dude, no, hit around the head. He's not a bad player. He's 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 just yeah, bad decisions. He kind of plays a little dumb at times. Um, he, he's kind of like a like Iguodala was, or like kind of is like that kind of player where like hack and slash, they got length, they can play good ball, but it, he's just not as uh, he's not. He, Iguodala is more of a playmaker first, whereas Kelly's scorer first. Um, I don't, but like, let's be real. Coming next season, there's not going to be a spot here. I don't think he's going to be willing to take a a bench spot on this team. Yeah. If he was willing to take a bench spot, then fuck yeah, find a way to bring him back because I think he'd be. He's, we've seen him before too. He runs better with the second team. He runs better against the opposing team's second team as well. Um, but I, I don't. Realistically, the guy's 25. He's going to be 26 by the time the next season comes around. Mm. I don't know if he's going to be willing to take that that role. If it me and especially like you know, there's a lot of question marks. I know, you know, I'm a little biased. Like, yeah, I think full squad next year, everybody's healthy. They're a title contender. But it's like we don't know what's going to happen with the Lakers, with the Clippers, with you know, a team like Utah now coming out of nowhere. I mean, There's a lot of question marks. Um, not wanting to take if, that spot, but that spot is on the Warriors. You know, one of the yeah. best teams. And and ever. and I think yeah. also just the the development of Wiggins this season and how good he has been and what you can see is going to be like a long term piece of this team and and you know just because of what you could see what he brings and how how he plays with Steph. Um, before the season, you might question that and be like, yeah, maybe Ubre is a better option at, with Wiggins and maybe we can find a way to trade like Wiggins and the Minnesota pick for like some role guys and then, and then re-sign Uber in the off season. But right now th- there's no chance in hell. Cause well, I mean, yeah, I, I, it just, you just see the way Wiggins plays, especially with Wiseman too. And those guys, like he's just, he's so important, a lot more important than, than, than Uber is. I mean, yeah. He didn't deserve any of the hate that he was getting at the beginning of the season. I know. He's, he's, he he's my new – and we, we have an ongoing joke. Consistent. Listeners, we have an ongoing joke great. in our group text that I am like the Biggins, Wiggins fan, which is a joke but also very serious. So every time Wiggins goes off and has like great shot, I'll just in all caps, Wiggins! It's great. He's the you man. know, I think if you can somehow – because that's another thing we talked about in that group chat too was like going into next season – I don't know who this bench is going to be. I know for sure, like, D. Lee's going to be yeah. there. Um, I think Pascal will probably end up being there. Well, he, we, but there's we still be have, pa- sh- we have still Pascal locked up, so I would imagine he's still there. Yeah. yeah. But in but in terms of just, like, even the guys who don't have locked up, like, like Smolajic is not going to – I don't think – fucking get rid of him. Like, he's not – this is a win now. We only got a couple years left of Steph and Clay's and Dre's prime. You need to get people in there, and unfortunately, your little prep project is not also Smiley's never healthy, man. Like that shit drives me crazy. Yeah, Smiley. Yeah, he's yeah, he's like the the like Rich Harden, except Rich Harden was good at one point. So I'll take that back. Um, Yeah, and you have to think with how well. Yeah, you just have a lot of question marks. There's just so many question marks. So it's like to me, I think front office should make that that have these conversations with Ubre and be like, yo, if you want to stay here next season, the odds are you're not going to be starting. You're going to be coming off the bench. If you're not willing to do that, then we're going to see what we can get for you because honestly, we're, we need to win now. And I think you can at least get the Alonzo four straight up Ubre thing. As much as I love that, I don't think it's going to happen because Lonzo's younger and he's going to want to get paid and someone's yeah. going to pay him because he's a fucking 
he's a pass first point guard, and there's gonna be a lot of teams that benefit that. On, the uh, PJ, the PJ Tucker stuff, I really liked, <laughs> but the financially it doesn't make sense, unfortunately. And it does, and with Houston playing well, I don't think that they're willing to trade him now. I think no more trades. No more trades. Keep it as is. If it doesn't work, then it doesn't work this year. Yeah, and and next year, next year, and next year, Ube is gonna also gonna have to take a decent pay cut too, because our our numbers change a little bit next year. So, mm-hmm. without the the exemptions that we have from this year, this is gonna be a good year, man. Do you think? Do you think this is light years? You know the the fucking like light years ahead with uh, Joe Lake up and shit. How they always know ahead. Conspiracy theory time. What if they're having Ubre play a shit on purpose to drive down his value? So then next season, bring him back off the bench for cheap. If you're Ubre, why would you? But why be would in on he? That? Yeah, <laughs> like they're, no, like they're they're sabotaging. Like, because in reality, there's been multiple times where we've been watching games, we've been texting, like, yo, he needs to fucking go on the bench. Let him get his confidence yeah. back instead of just coming out scoring four points against your former team, kind of thing. How much do they pay him already? What's 11, his $11 million, dollars, I want to say. That's enough he to is, not keep him on the bench. He's getting paid 14 mil. Yeah, that's, oh, that's enough to say, more. no, he's got to start. You're not coming off the bench. You need to score some points. Yeah. That's, there's no babying around that. That's $14 million. So uh, do you guys want to talk about Wanamaker really quick? Because he's someone who has lately been driving us a little bit crazy. <laughs> Brad. Uh, Brad's going through a slow. Or she ain't my girl, but I want to make her. Oh, God. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. We should have <laughs> ended the segment just already. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, Brad's going through a slump, and it's bad, and it's obvious. Yeah. And, <clears throat> But it also shows that like he was a pretty solid key to that second unit. Yeah. Because he's playing bad, and now the second unit is bad sometimes. Except um, for Lee. Lee. It, Lee's like the only consistent second unit guy who plays well. True, yeah. true. But he was a good facilitator, quick, moved off the ball a lot, could give you a couple points, you know, 8 to 10 points off the bench, his little spot-up jumpers. But now he's just making bad decisions, turning over the ball. Can't make those jumpers anymore. Missing a lot at the rim. Although, San Antonio's giving him a bad time. That being said. I think think the, the... The turnovers are are what's what's really killing him. And 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 Warriors Twitter was shitting on him the past week for his uh, three point shooting stats. What was it like? Oh for twenty seven or, or, or two for twenty seven or something like that. Um. In in yeah. look, the guy. That's not really his job in the second unit. Those scores in the second unit mm. are 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 Pascal and and either Ubre or or Wiggins, whoever which one ever one of those those two starters you you keep with the second unit. That's where you're going to get your offense from, and then an occasional an occasional um, a catch and shoot three from Damian Lee. You don't need Wanamaker to put up eight points a game. You like you just get a mm-hmm. good six and just kind of find holes and drive to the holes when you need them. He's more the facilitator. He's the guy who's going to bring the ball up. He's going to call the offense. That's what you need from him. But then to see that he's also failing on on that end, you know, with giving up all those turnovers, like that's what's killing me with Wanamaker. Like that's the, like that's the shit that I think Warriors fans are overlooking completely. And there's not really much you could do with it. You just kind of have to ride it out with him. Yeah, I was kind of looking it up right now. Um, so he's about 4.5 points a game. Uh, he's up 2.6, uh, assists per game, but like, it's kind of all depending. I think without pass, well, you know what? I think this, his one, I, I'm not the biggest fan of him before we yeah. go into this, but I'll, I think he does have some good tangibles to him. Uh, 
Pascal has been out. Was out for like what? Yeah, two that's actually a good point. So I didn't think about that. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Pascal's out. His numbers go yeah. down because he has to kind of take a little more responsibility. And now Looney's out. So yeah. it kind of shows you how important those bigs are when you're playing with like a point guard like him, who's kind of looking out more for yeah, they, the box. They leak thing. out a lot more and they're hard to hang on yeah. to. And then they get, they find those open spots a lot more when there's someone. And in that, that small unit, yeah. that small second unit that we all love and talk about all the time, uh, Pascal's the the main offensive scorer. So when he's gone, someone else has got to pick up that slack. And who knows where that's going. You know been. what? I kind of – I fuck with the small unit because it shows that like we can go yeah. small, and but we don't have to. We're not gonna have to in the playoffs. We're gonna have good big guys, but it shows that like if, if we match up with a team in a bad way, let's just go fucking small and run on. And we've been having good games lately. Yeah, granted we played Minnesota, San Antonio, but still like we're going small. We're doing a good job and we're holding it, holding it. Like, the Warriors are at eight, eight seed right yeah. now. Yeah, they play tonight. They play the Magic tonight know, too. We just need to get a little bit more versatile if we're going to really start winning some playoff series yeah. eventually, you know. All right. Uh, and go ahead, go you ahead. know, if, if words comes to worse uh, with Wanamaker, one, he's cheap. Two, we got a Barry, a legend, getting his reps in the G League right now. <laughs> and Jeremy uh, Lin. One, Jeremy Lin. So, if he's still got anything in that tank, man, I'm just saying, that might, might be, uh, that might be Have an option. Have you rewatched tapes of Lin Sanity like, recently? Yeah. There's a yeah, because it was going around. I think it was like the the anniversary yeah. was the other day. It was like the mm-hmm. eight year, nine year. When they first signed him, I rewatched. There was like a ten minute YouTube clip of like the best moments of Linsanity, and though it is fun to watch and it's like very, very um, interesting. It's very inefficient offense and it's very reckless. It's like it's it's like it's like <laughs> the, he thinks he's the Knicks. It's like he good. thinks he's Kobe without the skills. Like it's very interesting. Like he'll just like bring the ball up and just stop right at the top of the of the key or the three point line, like like Steph, and he'll shoot a three and it will just magically go in. That's not going in anymore, dude. Like it's just it's just bad. And he'll just like try and blow by his teammates with like open looks, and he'll just like try and create himself. So. As long as he doesn't do that, like I'm cool with Jeremy Lin, but like he's got a he can't be Lin Sanity if he's gonna come up. One of the greatest, <laughs> greatest what? <laughs> you know what I'm about to say. <laughs> Harvard graduates to play. So uh, there you go. Before we go, let's talk about um, Steph MVP hype. So that's been blowing up a lot lately, especially since the fifty-seven mm-hmm. point. Uh, 57 point game against Dallas. Um, I think we all know where we're at, but I'm going to ask anyway. I'll go around the room. Uh, Julio, where are you at? Uh, I, so I was thinking this the other day, and then um, I was watching the Bill Simmons had uh, uh, Logan, Murdoch. Logan Murdoch. Yeah. You know, shout out to Logan Murdoch. And they were talking about just Steph season, the MVP talk. And he said what I was thinking. I forgot to text it to you guys. His season reminds me a lot of uh, what year did Kobe win MVP? Is that 06, 05? Wait. Uh, didn't he? he it was, he yeah, won it was one later on, like uh, 2010 or 2009 or something like that. But I want to say it was 08. He won one earlier than that. But too. it was a year where the where the Lakers weren't mm-hmm. great. Um, 2008. Okay. Yeah, the Lakers were not that good that year. But it was him just fucking carrying mm-hmm. the team. I think he he had like Andrew Bynum, and it wasn't he, it wasn't a great build of a roster. That was before they got Powell, and 
he was just, I think that was the year he also scored 81. And it just shut, and people kind of forgot about Kobe because it's like, you know, the sexual allegation stuff was happening and it was post Shaq yeah. and all that. And he just showed, like, yeah, I can still fucking score, I can carry a team. And I see a lot of that in Steph right now. A lot of people have been doubting him. Uh, he's become, somehow he's gotten better where, like, shit, mm-hmm. he's at the point where if you're looking at it, his, like, his MVP splits season. now compared to, like, those MVP seasons he's had, it's in the same like, or better. Yeah, yeah, it's same or better. So, like, it's it's kind of fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. One of the points that they're bringing up, which I kind of was like, as a, as a Warrior fan of my ad, I don't really care, was, like, I w- they're like, oh, I wish KD never would have signed because we could have seen what Steph would have done those other years where it was just him and yeah. Clay. But I'm like, no, because then no. he would have won. But um, I, I'm i just glad he's at the table now. Um, he, had, he had looked great. To the season already, mm-hmm. and then that sixty-point game kind of put him over the top. If they can get away into the playoffs, and he still maintains this, I don't see why he doesn't get it. I think the Lakers are going to start running into some issues with AD hurt, and um, I I feel like there's going to be a point where Braun just kind of starts slowing down a little bit. So I think he's. I, I wouldn't count on that. I'm, I'm worried yeah. about that with Steph though, because you have to see you see how much he has to do in order to make that team a good offensive team. So I'm worried that he's going to like just fucking just burn out after a while. But you could say the same thing with Jokic and Embiid, maybe not Embiid as so much, but Jokic who just made a deep run in the playoffs a month ago. So maybe he's going to be burnt out a little bit too. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 if mm. anything, that's a kind of help Steph because he's Steph had a what? Eight, nine months off. Yeah. So yeah. he's probably got the freshest legs of anybody yeah. right now. He's got to um, keep those legs under him. He's got to. Yeah, and it's it's just so cool now too seeing all these like old players kind of giving them love. I'm sure you guys saw the clip of uh, Shaq and Dwayne Wade and just saying like like what makes him so special and like just the gravity on him and all this shit. Well, um, Shaq, we could Shaq's talk been about. like I mean Shaq's been like deep throated him for his entire career. He's yeah, he's, that's his favorite player. Favorite yeah, player yeah. of all time. I mean, he's a pretty great player. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Uh, um We'll see. It all depends on where the team's going to finish. If they can get like a 5-4 yeah. seed, yeah, he's going to get it. But if he doesn't, if they don't, um, he'll probably finish like in the top three for sure. All right, Xavier, what about you? Uh, can we just have a moment of silence for Clay Thompson? Everybody ready? Go. Thank you. That moment of silence is brought to you by Smart Water. Be smart. Drink water. <laughs> That's actually a really good slogan for them. You should try and sell that to them. <laughs> I mean, they must have already thought about yeah, it, right? Maybe. You're already buying water. Like, you know what's up. Hey, well, how are you feeling about his MVP run? <laughs> what Do you, uh, did well, you forget I'm the question? No, 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 no. I was about to gather my thoughts here. <clears throat> uh, we've seen other times where players have had amazing seasons and still got beat by somebody else having more popularity. I hate James Harden getting beat by a one Russell Westbrook. That triple-double season. But Steph has been playing better than he did when he won that MVP season. Yeah. That being said, when was the last time a center literally went off went, and went crazy and he won the MVP? It's been a minute. Yeah. You know, Shaq. And, yeah. And Jokic? Uh, Duncan? Duncan wasn't a center, though. That's the thing. And I don't think Duncan ever That's won MVP, right. actually. I Duncan's won like three or four MVPs. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna look this true. up. 
I think I want to see his oh, yeah. two. Oh. Um, uh, maybe Dirk, but Dirk was also a power forward, so I don't think you could say Dirk. There yeah, either. Jokic is playing out of his mind. I, as a fan, would like to see Jokic win because <clears throat> you know I want to see that kind of like. He's won an MVP. Tim Duncan's talent. won MVP twice, 2002, 2003. So, shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I want to see that rewarded so that more players, like, yeah, this is what I got to do if I want to be a center who could be MVP. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Steph, Steph plays out of his mind. He plays out of his mind, so he should get it. I get know? the case for him. I like, I like that he's a contender. I get the case for Embiid because their team's in first. But Jokic is just like, I mean, they had such a tough schedule the first month. Like, that has to be, like, put mm-hmm. into perspective a little bit. And they're just, like, rising regularly up those standings. And Jokic has just been so fucking good for them. Yo, the Jazz are surging, man. They are surging. Yeah. Oh, then I was going to say, I think another low-key, we were talking before this for MVPs, Donovan Mitchell, man. Yeah, that he's he's slowly becoming like it's pretty crazy. Like, this is his third, fourth year, and he's becoming like a fucking Julio. Julio, right tell now. the tell the listeners the, those odds you were t- saying before. Friends, gambling friends, right now Donovan Mitchell, according to my MGM, is plus ten thousand for MVP. Meaning, you put ten dollars down, you get a thousand dollars. If you're a gambling man like us, go put that shit in. Donovan. Also, yeah, Shaq was the last true center to win. Nice. And wow. Also, and, you know, it's another depressing fact when it comes to, like, NBA MVP awards. Every player that so far that has won MVP has become a Hall of Famer. Right now, there's probably only one person, if you look at this last 10 years, who's not going to be a Hall of Famer. Derrick Rose? Westbrook? That's one MVP. Yeah. Derrick Rose. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, Russ, look, Russ. Russ is in the Hall of Fame. Time. Russ is in the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame, yeah, yeah Russ, for Russ sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, Derek, I was going to say, Rose, I was ready man. to debate. Derek Rose, though. Yeah. That hurts my heart. Uh-huh. Um, all right, guys. Well, Julio, thank you so much for coming on again. We appreciate it. We'll bring you on, uh, talk more Warriors and stuff like that later on in the season. But um, thanks for gentlemen. introducing us talk about to uh, the Kelly Oubre um, cycle. Um, very, very accurate. Um, I guess I'll talk to you next yeah, week when we do Julio another town tailgate, uh, huh? Follow Julio on Twitter. Got at, some good stuff, man. Elvis is yeah, in the building. Don't don't forget at, at don't what? forget to uh, follow. If you like baseball, me and Julio do a baseball podcast called the Town Tailgate Podcast. Um, check that out. Oakland A's baseball yeah. talk. Sorry about those gigantes. Even though they got they finally got a prospect in the top ten, good for the Giants. <laughs> All right, go Giants. Later, Julio. <laughs> All right, so that was uh, Bobby and Julio. Thanks for coming on, Bobby and Julio. Bobby Brackens. His name is Brabson. Brabson, that's what I said. <laughs> Make sure you go follow all his accounts on Twitter. I don't know what they are. Me neither, but you'll figure it out. <laughs> how, how would they figure it out? How, like, how would they find this information? Well, his name is Bobby Brabson. Um, he is a white male. Um, you know, Google, Google people search, you know, or Yahoo people search if you got that money. His like dad's, that, you know, his, he's, you find he's a second though. So his dad, um, his dad might come up instead. Oh, he's Robert. All right, so that'll second. help you refine the search. Look for a younger two. dude. Well, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see what he looks like. Yeah, you can see what he looks like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Following on Instagram. What about Julio? Don't you don't know want, that one either. You don't want people to follow him on Julio? You don't already follow Julio of the town tailgate? Question mark. <laughs> well, you should. 
Um, what were the guests brought to us by? Venmo. Give me my money. Electronically. <laughs> All right. Um, let's, I was um, supposed to say that one at the beginning of the pod. <laughs> I forgot. Let's, uh, let's do the I game. so stupid like Capri Sun. <laughs> okay. Let's do the games to watch, um, and then we'll update the standings. And then do you have any awards? I have three awards. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Big award week for me. I only got one. Uh, you're not even trying. I just, I mean, I'm not just giving out awards willy-nilly, you know? That's There's a process. Isn't that the whole things. point? That's kind of the joke there, of that segment. There's criteria that have to be met, you know? I'm sorry that these players are just playing regularly. <laughs> you know, do something that blows my mind. Okay, all right, games to watch. Okay. Uh, this Saturday, um, the Sixers on the 13th. The Sixers play the Suns at 12 p.m. on NBA TV. That should be a really good game. Very interested in that. Uh, the Nets play the Warriors tomorrow night. Big blockbuster game right there. Um, Kevin Durant making his return. No DeAndre Jordan. So two small teams playing against each other who score a lot. So could be a high-scoring game. That's mm-hmm. on ABC at 5 o'clock. Lakers versus Nuggets on Sunday on ESPN at 7 p.m. There's a Sunday basketball games now. I guess football's over. So... Probably good reason why. That's not a bad thing. I like I like Sunday basketball. No, I do too. I'm just I'm I realize. I mean, I just didn't I didn't realize it. At, I guess, uh, but, what time but football's over, so there's nothing there's nothing getting in the way. Are they gonna start Sunday basketball at like 10 a.m. like football starts? You know, like when like right when you settle into your morning and you're like sitting on the couch, and the um, game just starts. You know, right at 10. That'd be nice if they did that. That'd be that'd be pretty sick. So this one's on at seven. Let's see. There's an earlier game that day. Um, let me see what time it is. The earlier game's on at four thirty, so no, it's just like a traditional um like doubleheader. You know, late night doubleheader. Lame. You know, if you're gonna take out Sunday. It's cause they don't have like a celebrity but, 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 who but, but, can sing. Hold on, hold on. But at ten AM the Celtics play the Wizards on NBA T V. Oh, well that's that's what I'm But here's about. the thing. After that, there's not a game until 4 p.m. So there's a game at oh, 10, so the, and then there's a so there fucking six-hour window of no games until well, 4. They still, they still, you know, they still took care of the need of like having a game to watch in the morning on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. If you like and college you hoops, with your day. if you like college hoops, there's games on in the middle of the day um, on Fox and ESPN and CBS, though. You know how they have Carrie Underwood for the NFL Sunday night, and she sings, like, get ready for NFL on Fox Great or whatever. Great day for Sunday night. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. How come the NBA doesn't have that? They need they need someone to bring it in. They just have, like, the classic, da-da-da-da-da-da. Come on. Uh, give me Carrie Underwood. Or who else? They can or what me, about TNT's? You gotta have Lizzo come and do that. She could do it on her flute. I'm just saying. This is Lizzo. You know? Does she play a flute? Yeah, you don't know that? That's like her thing. No, I did not know that. Good to know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, what yeah. were we doing again? Oh, the games to watch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Lakers play the Nuggets at 7 p.m. on ESPN, so you can watch that. Um, on Monday, the NBA on TV, NBA TV game on Monday um, is the Heat versus the Clippers, and on Tuesday is the Nets versus Suns 
on TNT. Those are the games to watch. Brought to you by. Oh, I thought it was already brought to you by Venmo. That was that was no, that was what the the guests the this week's guests were. But the games to watch are brought to you by something different. <clears throat> oh, uh, brought to you by a dollar bill. See this guy, George Washington. <laughs> you think he wanted to be on this dollar bill? Yeah. You think they asked him? I do. I, t- I think the both things happened. Dollar bill. It's 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 both the root of all evil and the root of all happiness. Did you just ha- randomly have a dollar bill on your desk? Like, just you just have money laying around in your apartment? Yeah, I was at the strip club earlier, and uh, you went to a strip club during the pandemic. It was a virtual strip club. Okay, you can still throw your money at your keyboard. <laughs> How do they get it? You have to Venmo them afterward. Yeah, yeah. I usually pay. So and then I take out twenty dollars cash, and then I just. So it's like the experience. So you you throw money at the keyboard or at your computer, yeah. And then right after you Venmo, how much? You could kind of like skim. You can kind of skim off the off the top a little bit on that, cause like uh, you could throw like twenty bucks at the computer, but then you only Venmo ten. Yeah, and I'll pick up the money, so I'll throw it again. You know what I mean? It's almost better <laughs> that I'm home than when I'm actually at the strip club. This is a yeah, terrible. I can't touch them or anything. This is a terrible business plan for strip clubs. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Except I'm paying for it, you know what I mean? Allegedly. (laughs) Anyway, all right. Um, uh, Let's update the standings. Let's 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 just let's get through this already. (laughs) Waiting all day for Sunday night. Was that a motorcycle that just rode past? No, it was just a fast car, like Tracy Chapman, just driving right by my street. Nice. Um. Okay. On the Eastern Conference, the Knicks are or Knicks. God, no. Um, the Sixers are still in first. Uh, Bucks are in second. Nets are in third place. Um, but they're all kind of dancing around one to to two games difference. Um, Celtics are in fourth. The Pacers are in fifth. Raptors are in sixth. The Hornets are in seventh. Hornets making a run. Lamelo, your boy. Um, mm-hmm. Um, that was be- I was being facetious because you didn't like Lamelo. Oh no, I didn't like Lamelo. My bad. You did like him. I'm- I'm indifferent. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Hawks are in eighth. Um, the Heat are in ninth. The Knicks are in tenth. We covered that earlier. Um, uh, and it's the Bulls, Cavaliers. Cavaliers have fallen off. Wow. Yep. What the fuck happened? It's not good. They actually, they actually won my awards. They're only two. They're only two games back though. Uh, Magic, Wizards, Pistons. That's the rest of the East. Western Conference, as we've said at the top of this podcast, Jazz are in first. Then it's Lakers, Clippers, Suns, Blazers, Spurs, Nuggets, Warriors, Kings, Grizzlies, Mavericks. Um, and then it just kind of falls off quite a bit. Pelicans, Rockets, Thunder, Timberwolves. Um, again, the West is very competitive. Pretty much 1 through 13 are all still in it. Um Eastern Conference not so much the same. Only? That's kind of what I'm I'd seeing, say, yeah. I'd say 14. So you gotta, you gotta throw in. OKC. I guess okay, still OKC still kind of in there, huh? They got 10 wins. They're in the double digits. <laughs> it's not very promising. All right, Xavier. Um, let's do awards. Uh, do you want me to start? Sure, go ahead. Okay, cool. So, for my first award goes to uh, it's called the no. Award, which goes to Rudy Gobert, 
Um, he was playing against the Nuggets last week, and he goes up for a layup against um, uh, uh, Jokic and um, Millsap. And not only does he completely miss the basket, but he misses just the backboard in general. And it just completely mm. goes nowhere. And then he gets his own uh, – no, he goes up against it, goes up against the glass, and misses the rim, bounces back. He gets his own rebound, goes up again, and just misses everything about the basket. So, um, Rudy Gobert, you got to be better. And you got nope, nothing on that one. So, uh, you get the nope award for this week. I hate you, Rudy. Um, I hate you. Go ahead, Xavier. All right. <clears throat> Uh, my award is sponsored by NBC. It's NBC's Biggest Loser Award, and that goes to Jared Allen. Why? He went from being a premier team, being on a premier team, standing out, being a star, great production, to going to Cleveland, whom we thought was a promising young team, have lost their last five straight pretty badly. Yeah. I think they bl- got blown out by, like, 40 points last night against uh, the Nuggets. Jesus Christ. And they're going to stand to lose a couple more. Uh, let's see. Their schedule, they're going to play Portland tonight, then the Clippers, then the Warriors, then the Spurs. What the fuck uh, happened with gonna, Sexton? Is he still hurt? It's just going to be a tough run for them right now. And uh, Jared Allen, not happy to be in Cleveland, <clears throat> you know? Let's see what Colin Sexton's status is because – he is he's healthy, dude. What the fuck is going on, man? He was playing so well. We thought and we remember we thought when he came back, him, Jared Allen, and Drummond were just gonna like just do work. And mm-hmm. Okoru. Korean uh, Prince. Excuse me. Um, so we'll see. It's still again, like we said, still very tight in um the East. I don't know. I think the Cavs needed to gain some ground because they're not that solid of a team. And I think this is going to help solidify that they're not going to be that good this year again. You were high on them, though. I was high on them, and then and then this happens. <clears throat> What's going on? Yeah. There's no reason for them to just be terrible. They, I mean, they they have had a bad stretch. Yeah. In games, but um, losing by forty to the Nuggets, that that could happen to your favorite team too. So whatever. I mean. So I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna give my second award now. Ready? Okay. So my second award is just a flat out heat check award, which goes to De'Aaron Fox. He he's very he comes up here very often on my awards, but that's because he's having an amazing year that no one's even like paying attention to, and that's because they play a lot of their games at seven p.m., um, which is probably the reason why I watch so much of their games because I can watch them on League Pass with when there's only like one game on in the late window. Um, mm-hmm. So he had thirty eight points in a win over the Pelicans. He scored. Um, the last three baskets in that game to seal the win. Um, he did not pass very often um, because the rest of his, t- his teammates really let him down that game. I think the next closest score was like Harrison Barnes with 14 or something like that. I could be wrong. Um, listeners, if you are, uh, if you have that information, you can uh, DM me. And uh, yeah, just like you. Yeah, anyway. Um, but yeah, he check goes to him. Great game. Then my last award. This is what I'm going to call the friend zone award. And here's why. Okay. Devin Booker. That man cannot close. He cannot close. It was brutal. So they're, the Suns are playing the Bucks two nights ago. And are you raising your hand? No, sorry. Oh, I'll just I'll kick. Just make sure. I had my pen in my hand. Sorry. Um. So the Buckers, the Suns were playing the Bucks two nights ago. Um, the Suns were uh, uh, up by two points, 
uh, up by one point. Sorry, really close game. Came down to literally the last possession, and uh, with five seconds left in the game, no, uh, ten seconds left in the game, Devin Booker gets fouled, and they're up by the Suns are up by one. All he needs to do is try and get some kind of easy basket or just run the timeout. He had he had I think three seconds left on, on or no, I think he had like. I think he had like the entire shot clock left. I think the shot clock was turned off. He could have just, mm-hmm. just kind of bounced the ball out, um, waited till the end, and and took and took a shot to kind of like ice the game and go up by three. He takes a shot. It's like a deep two. Um, he gets fouled on that shot. Shoots two free throws. One of them puts some puts some. I have this all wrong. I'm telling again. This is ba- it's a terrible example. Anyway, it was tie game. He could have iced the game. He did a he, uh, he missed the he made the first free throw, so they're up by one. And then he misses the second free throw, gives Giannis the ball. They charge down um, uh, the other end of court. Giannis misses his shot, uh, gives the ball back to the Suns. The Suns bring the ball back uh, to their end. Uh, can ice the game with an easy two. He takes a stupid shot with ten seconds left in the game. Um, a deep two misses that, and then gives Giannis ball, the ball back again. They have a timeout, so they can advance the ball. So the the the, uh. the Bucks call a timeout. They advance the ball. They drop a play. They give it to Giannis. Giannis misses the shot. But you could have lost the game by that, just by two bad choices. You got to make mm-hmm. those free throws first of all, and second of all, like you just got to have some awareness. Like thank God, the Suns got Chris Paul um, this offseason because if Devin Booker was leading my team, I would be pissed. So. Devin Booker, Damn. because you can't close, you have been put in the friend zone. So you get the friend zone award today. Ooh, sucks to be you, bro. <clears throat> anyway, those are my awards. Um, triple double alert time. Triple double alert time. Woo woo. Uh, in the last uh, week, there's been three more triple doubles. Oh. The first one came in overtime against the Thunder, and it belongs to LeBron James. Good job, LeBron. Uh, this is LeBron's. Another MVP candidate. Yeah, you know this is his third. I'm sorry, this is his third triple double of the season. Uh, 28, 14, and 12. Uh, what's his stat line? Uh, another one for Mr. Luka Doncic, who now has seven on the season. Okay, okay. Leading Mr. Nikola Jokic, which is pretty Russ. sad because it's still not enough for them to um yeah. get in the playoffs. <laughs> he's only uh he's. Four and three. I mean, where he has three losses, uh, where he tro- uh, when he gets triple he double, triple double. <coughs> yeah. At least he's not as bad as Russell. Yeah, Russell is still struggling to get a win when he scores a triple double. Yeah. And the last but not least, just happened last night. Mr. Jimmy Buckets. Ooh. Twenty-seven, ten, and ten against the Rockets. Really? I didn't realize he had a triple yes. double. Good job, Jimmy Buckets. That is his first one of the season. He's now tied with Stephen Adams and Lamelo Ball. <laughs> just just for some good company there good good job jimmy um all right xavier you want to any last questions comments or concerns before we end this podcast oh yes yes i do um so i had people slide into my dms what's happening oh nice uh and and i asked them who do you think you got going to the finals this year way too soon way too early to tell but people shot their shots and they told me uh, a lot of resu- uh, resounding calls for a uh, Lakers Nets championship, which I thought was pretty typical. Yeah, it's pretty pretty. I was I was, was, was kind of expecting that. Yeah, but here's some matchups that I uh, that I uh, found peculiar. One was the Jets, uh, the Jets, the Jazz and the Nets. 
which I would be excited about. One was I feel like that's I feel like that's pretty predictable too. The Nuggets and the Sixers, which I thought was pretty fun. Yeah. Lakers Sixers, which, eh, mm-hmm. whatever. You know what I mean? Put some interesting matches up, matchups, um, some random ones. Um, with Miami going back against the Jazz, I thought that that's was a ra- one, very random one considering how overwhelmingly, they're yeah, overwhelmingly it's been the Lakers versus the Nets. So. People really want to yeah. see KD versus LeBron again. Apparently, I think that's going to be sick if it happens. If yeah, it I'm happens. not gonna, I'm not gonna pray for it because if it happens, I'll be surprised. You know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for NBA breakfast this week. We will be back next week to talk about more basketball and funny. Entertaining ways. Um, what were Don't oh, to donate blood? What were awards brought to you, to you, to us by? Oh, uh, blood 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 centers. Go donate your blood today. Other people could, their lives could be saved. Do you have O positive blood? Because I do. Do you? Does that mean you're a universal donor? Right. I think that means I'm a universal donor. Yes. Yeah, and then A B means that you can you can universally I, take anything. Wait, wait, but what about O positive? O positive is universal. I don't know. Go to go to your local blood bank. And you can figure this out yourself. <laughs> Maybe even figure out what kind of blood you got. I, yeah, I don't know See what, what it kind tastes of blood like. I have. I, I should probably figure that out. Just taste it, you know. Just taste it a little bit. Mm, a positive, like oh yeah. I don't, that's, don't encourage people to do that. We're not vampires. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. We're not. Nor do you have the palate <laughs> to be able to tell your blood type. Just by tasting it. Um, if you do try it, which I'm not recommending you do, slide into my DMs. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Live, love, love. Live, laugh. Love. NBA Breakfast is an independently produced podcast as a member of the Bandwagon Fan Podcast Network. It is hosted by Xavier Gomez and myself, Chris Madrigal, as well as produced by us. It is executive produced and managed by me, Chris Madrigal. And additional thanks and producer credit to my brother, Larry Madrigal, for helping us create the idea of the podcast and designing our logo and graphic. It is sound mixed and edited by me. And one final big shout out to our boy Mitch Mains, who provided music for our theme song. He has some great music. Go check out his music on SoundCloud, Mitch Mains, M-A-Y-N-E-S. Thanks again for listening. And please subscribe to our channel. We have new episodes coming every single week during the NBA season. Don't forget to tune in next week and peace. Peace.